This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter with a bonus episode of ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Uh, so we're about to record episode 233, 233 of Viewer, and we're about an hour and a half before Fekus comes over to record our bonus bonus episode about the Oscar nominees. So Tiny's not going to be able to stay for that, so I just want to get his thoughts on the Oscar nominations this year, kind of brief thoughts before we get into our uh, Obsessive Viewer recording. And uh, first, tell people where they can find you online. Uh, at obsessive tiny on the twitters nice and then also i'm gonna be p- making a big push bigger push uh, for letterboxd since i am up to date on it now so mm-hmm. where can they find you on letterboxd um i'm at obsessive tiny on there nice yes all right uh so yeah so what are your thoughts on the oscar nominations um surprisingly satisfactory nice. um because you know we've talked about that since we started this podcast really about how Oscars are kind of up and down or they're mm. just weird sometimes. Um, and, uh, but I feel like this year is pretty fair. Um, I haven't seen a lot of the movies, mm-hmm. um, but based on what I've heard about a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of the movies I haven't seen, um, it, I think they did a pretty good job this year nice. uh, about nominating, uh, people. I am bummed that, uh, wind river, one of my top fives oh, didn't yeah. get any nominations at all. Right. Most notably Jeremy Renner for mm-hmm. best actor. That really bummed me out. Um, he, I think he totally deserved a nod. True. Um, maybe screenplay as well. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography. So yeah, I was a little bummed about that, but, uh, that's just one movie out of many. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what of the nominees of the nominees that you haven't seen, um, this can be all categories, whichever, what stands out is like, what's your one that you want? Like you, if you can only see one of them before the Oscars, which one are you going to make a priority to see? Uh, three billboards. Oh, nice. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think that, did that get the most nominations? Uh, no, the shape of water did. Did? Okay. Yeah. Wow. I think it was okay. shape of water and then shape of water and get out were like the two big ones, Wow. Okay. which is so freaking awesome. It is. Yeah, yeah. That, that right there, honestly, get out getting so much love, even though mm. I haven't seen it yet. Right. Um, I'm hoping to before. Wait, you haven't seen get out. I haven't seen it yet. Like at all. No, really? It's on HBO Go, and I'm it gonna is. I'm gonna watch it before the Oscars. So you should um, HBO go see it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm that, and then Logan got I think an adapted screenplay. Yep. Nominee, which is just uh, completely unexpected. Oh yeah. And awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, it, it's not like it's like a mercy nominee either. It's not like right. Well, this is Hugh Jackman's last time playing Wolverine, so we'll give him an uh, Oscar nomination. Like, no, right. it's not that. It's like this was just a good screenplay, so we're gonna yeah. nominate it. Um, Incredible. Yeah, that was great. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and it's it's a pretty. It doesn't seem like a. Um, like there's a clear favorite for a lot of the categories. Mm-hmm. Like best picture is almost wide open. Yeah, I know a lot of people are, and maybe it's just like the Twitter sphere, but a lot of people are just really, really pushing for Shape of Water. Really, and still like when I saw it, I just came out of it thinking like I just I don't get it. Right, right. <laughs> I really don't. But okay. I mean, teach their own. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, a lot of great nominees. I'd love to see. I'm glad that Guillermo del Toro's 
uh, nominated again. He's such mm-hmm. a great director. Um, Jordan Peele for director as well. And then not to hamper or harp on director, but Greta Gerwig, I think I, I mentioned I've been a fan of her acting for a long time. She's mm-hmm. kind of one of the queens of indie movies, and a lot of people don't even know who she is, but I've, I've seen a lot of her work, and I think she's a great actress. And I had no idea she even had aspirations to direct and write and stuff. So Yeah, and Lady Bird is one that I'm definitely going to make an effort to maybe see this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably going to miss that one, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I will see it eventually. So, okay. And P.T. Anderson is one of my top five favorite directors, so... Mm-hmm glad to see him in there even though i'm not overly excited about phantom thread really um i mean it, i'm bummed because it's daniel day lewis is claiming it's his last performance ever right. he's going to retire which he said that but he's retired before mm-hmm. uh, but he was substantially younger when he retired the first time so um, i think he's one of the greatest actors of all time and so mm-hmm. that's heavy. it would be amazing if he retires and then years go by and someone like the movie that gets him out of retirement is a Daniel Day Lewis biopic, <laughs> and that'd be like the ultimate role that he plays every every iteration of himself. Oh my god! In the movie, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Yeah, Oh, man. Oh, the big sick. Yes, original super screenplay. Happy about That's, that. That is so well, so deserved. Mm. Um, what else here? I'm just kind of looking through. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Are there any that you that got nominated that you maybe not maybe not even seen but like any that that got nominated that you're like oh I didn't that wasn't even on your radar as a as an Oscar contender um that movie Mudbound has gotten a handful oh, yeah um of uh, got a hand, couple nominees and I'm just not familiar with it at all um, yeah it's on Netflix that's what I thought so, I've seen it on there. Yeah, and I've I've been meaning to to check it out, but I haven't. yeah. So, um, film editing, mm-hmm. um, Baby Driver got nominated, which yeah, I think that's again des- pretty well deserved because like I had kind of mixed feelings on Baby Driver, but uh, I th- I, f- I feel like Edgar Wright writes writes so well for editing style if that's mm. if you understand what i'm saying sure not the best way to put it but like he his writing style is conducive to very tight editing i'll put it that way okay and very yeah. stylistic editing i'll put it Edgar that right writes right yes he does he yeah. do <laughs> he done do so nice yeah i think that i think that's a good uh a good nomination as well. Sweet. So yeah, I mean, there's. I, th- I think they did a pretty good job this year. I, I don't feel like there should be much controversy or mm-hmm. anything like that. So right. Well, there's going to be because of the. Mm-hmm. What's the movement? The. Times up. Times up. Me yeah. too. All that. Yeah, all those. I'm sure those will be uh, present. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, not that I have a big issue with it or anything. It sounds like it sounds like you're very much against it. And that's you. very much so. Yeah. No, I don't have it's, a problem with it. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just know it was, it was so much in the news for the globes and mm-hmm. it just, I feel like it over, it kind of overwhelmed some of the, the, okay. the ceremony, I guess. Did you see Oprah's speech? I never watched it. Oh really? You should at least, at the very least check out her speech. Cause it's, it's like, it's really, um, really moving and just like well artic- articulating pretty much everything that, uh, everything that the that that movement is is about and everything it's just okay. it's really I'll send you the link uh, okay. for sure. I have no issue whatsoever with the either movement. Like I right right yeah I completely endorse both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. You just want, like, like you said, it kind of not overshadowed the awards, but it kind of right. took precedence, which, I mean, it's an important movement and everything, and it's important to yeah. recognize that, but it's also, it's kind of, I, I don't know. It tends it, to throw a wrench in things sometimes. It throws a wrench in things, and it causes a lot of conversation around it that yeah. brings out some of... It can overshadow. Yeah, it can overshadow and can bring out the ugly side of some people that right, right. are, you know, bigoted, misogynistic, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's Tiny's thoughts on the Oscar nominees, and uh, yeah, um, we'll get into a bonus review with me and Fekus uh, talking about it in more detail. And enjoy. Um, <laughs> all right. Hello, and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com, as well as um, a full episode archive at ovpodcast.com. And you can find more of our podcasting work at obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts. And this is a special bonus episode. Uh, this week I have Fekus with me. Hello. Hey. Hello. How's it going? Good. How good. are you? Good, good. I'm very excited uh, that that uh, you're you're watching Black Mirror and yes. getting some updates on, on how you feel about it. So I'm excited about that. Are you listening to my bonus reviews also on Anthology? I am not. I'm sorry. I'm, I just, it's, it's a it, lot of cool, like, I mean, just, I, I sit, I take notes, I, I talk. I'm, I'm not well versed in, tw- in the, the Twilight Zone. No, 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 no. I'm doing bonus reviews of Black Mirror. Oh, okay. So I have episodes that are just me talking about Black Mirror. You have so many podcasts, it's hard to keep up. I know. So is that your excuse then? Okay, yep, yep. That's fine. So anyway, um, <laughs> and okay, so me and Tiny, Tiny and I just recorded a, a Netflix picks episode. So I'm going to kind of briefly go through the same spiel that I did with him. But um, and then we, we talked a little bit about it before we recorded or a lot about it. But um, are you going to join Letterboxd? I will probably join Letterboxd. I don't think I'll do Letterboxd Pro. Though. Oh, yeah. I don't, no. I don't blame you there. Okay. Yeah. Until you go and go back and log every movie you've watched for the last like 10 years. Well, I can't do that because I only started watching my list. Uh, at, this is year three. Oh, okay. Well, three years. That's, yeah. that's worth it. Yeah. That's good. It, you're the inspiration. You're the reason oh, I did it. So, well, you know. I, I love to be a trendsetter. Here. I want to say this though. I, I, I did beat out, uh, tiny, and Mike for my movies watched. Nice, uh, one hundred and sixty-five. That is awesome. But my uh, Mike, uh, he he killed in uh, theater viewings. Theater viewings. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was at like forty-one or forty-two. Right. I'm so jelly. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for that five hundred. Yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. I love that he's got that planned out. Oh, me too. For next year and a half. That's oh, great. Yeah. It's 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 just Mike. Oh no. yeah, like it's it's so him, and that's that's awesome. Um, and hopefully, what was your, hold on? What was your total again? My total was one thirty six. Oh, I, I beat you too. I well, let me let me get some alternative facts here, and, <laughs> and um, I want to say it was was it? Yeah, I think yeah. it was because I remember thinking that it was low. Yeah, yeah, it was low, but a lot of but you've been gaming stuff. a lot too. I have been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll by by Vegas. I'll have D- you don't have to worry about it, dude. I, I played okay. it. I lo- I lo- loaned it to you for a reason. It's Good. fine. Okay, I got other games. You're never seeing it again. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, and yeah, so Vegas, we're, you know, that's happening. Yes, it is. Yeah, unless I bail on it again. Oh, man. But yeah. um, unless I bail Organa on it. Ha! That, yeah, I like that, yeah. actually. It's good. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. But I, and I talk, and the reason I bring that up, the reason I bring that up is I actually talked about this on the previous episode with Tiny, but I, today I made it my personal goal to, if not in 2019, which is a very long shot, but in 2020, barring some unforeseen terrible event that is, is unavoidable, I am really, really going to try to go to Sundance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So that'd be awesome. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is that if there's a Vegas trip next year or the year after, no, that's probably fine. not going to. No, I get it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is my goal because like I said, like letterboxd and Twitter, like seeing all the tweets from critics that are at, right. at there, I'm like, I want to go to there. <laughs> yeah. So that, badly. That, that'd be great. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to go too, save up. 2020 will not happen. Oh, okay. Our plan is to go to the uh, Tokyo Olympics. Oh, shit. That is awesome. Yeah, so. Huh. Okay. All right. You could see a bunch of movies. But, <laughs> 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 um, uh, but no, so yeah, so that's 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 my goal. And I, I jokingly said, like, oh, watch out for my GoFundMe. But I'm thinking, like, I wonder if I could get anyone to support that. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah. So anyway, we're here today to talk about the twenty, uh, the the twenty seventeen Oscar nominations. Or would it technically be twenty eighteen? I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Uh, let's say okay, twenty seventeen. Yeah. All these movies the came out in twenty seventeen. Oscar nominations for the ninetieth Academy Awards. Boom. There, there it we is. go. So anyway, uh, yeah. So we're gonna kind of go through the nominees this year. This year, first of all, overall. Since you weren't on the, the, the end of year episode or anything, how'd you feel about 2017 in movies? Overall? Oh man, this was such a good year for movies. I, there was so many great films that I saw. Like, I remember when I was telling you about my top 10 list. Man, that was hard. Yeah. I, I'm still questioning some of my decisions. But I, I don't know. No, I, I kind of stand by my list. You know, I'm kind of in the same boat, sort of. Like, I, I was so after, like, after, like in the middle of recording that episode, I was like, is the big sick really number four, or should I swap that you with got, the disaster artist? I, I'm afraid now two. to see the big sick because all three of you guys just gushed Built over it, it. So and, and now that you know, I'm gonna go. It's on Amazon Prime, so I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm gonna watch it here soon. Yeah. And I just, I had that feeling where I'm gonna probably walk away and be like, yeah, it was good. You know, it's and and yeah, that's always a worry, but my kind of justification for gushing over it is that it is i wouldn't say that it's a it's a rom-com that transcends the genre or anything but it's a rom-com that bucks the conventions of the genre to tell like a very real like personal story that's gonna and and that's gonna be a problem with me in and of itself it being a rom-com because i just that that's like my detested genre I know that kills you. It does. It you know it's funny because I was going through my 2013 movies watched to to put into Letterbox and like there's a run of like a month and a half where I watched a lot of rom coms. Man, there's just like bad ones. There has been like one and a half rom coms that I thought were good movies, and I can't even name them. Well, if you do consider Easy A rom com because I thought that was delightful, but um, I no. wouldn't even consider that a rom com. I I high school drama, high school, high school comedy. I would yeah. say, but I would think like um, 
I mean, like, did you do you like like When Harry Met Sally? I've never seen When Harry Met Sally. Okay, Five Hundred so. Days of Summer. It was good. Okay. It, okay. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go out and, and say I fucking love Five Hundred Days of Summer, but it was it was good. I would never go out of my okay. way to watch it again. Okay, interesting. Uh, maybe um, maybe because Zoe Deschanel is much. I, like I love Zoe Deschanel and she does a great job in that movie, but her character I I, I kind of get annoyed by her character. But oh, oh yeah. we get it. You're kind of that cool out there chick. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a trope. This that was like okay, Five Hundred Days of Summer back in like a few uh, several years ago was like like one of my like favorite like maybe not favorite movies ever, yeah. but like favorite like one of the movies that I would go to and like watch like kind of yeah. frequently. And specifically because I know – I have known in my life women like that and I can relate to that and it like – So like on your uh, Tinder profile, I love 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's just uh, – like at this point, it's just like I'm kind of more maddened by that character than uh, than anything else. By like, uh, Zoe Deschanel's? Yeah, yeah. her character. She's kind of – because it's – she gets kind of bitchy, if I yeah. remember correctly. Well, not even necessarily that. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's more like okay, she knows that he is he is very much interested in her, right? But she is not like she's still hooking up with them and stuff. And it's just like, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I understand. Yeah. But like it, you, knocked up was good. But would you call mm-hmm. it? I, I, See, I wouldn't even call. Well, I, it, yeah, I, I would call it a, yeah. a romantic comedy of sorts. But it's it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh. For, 40 year old virgin ish, but yeah. those are more vulgar, those vo- are like vulgar comedy they type would fall stuff. more like an R rated comedy. Yeah. Like Wedding Crashers yeah. and stuff like that. Even though Wedding Crashers, I would kind of say is somewhat rom comish because it follows like those. It does, right. Bit. Yeah. I, I don't uh, know. Like yeah. you're, you're, what you consider typically a romantic comedy is, mm-hmm. some, is just not a genre that I've ever, right. ever begun on my way to enjoy. And it's one that's diluted with a lot of. Crap. Uh, crap. Like it's it's like it's like horror. Like yeah. there are some really good gems, but horror comedy. Like so there's much. a lot of terrible comedies mm. out there. So no, you're you're right. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, the big sick is. It, it's. I think you you might like it. I'll watch. I'm gonna wa- I'm cool. gonna watch yeah. it. Like yeah. it's. I mean, it's, it's all right. It's got the. <laughs> it's all good. It's got the Oscar buzz. I'll, I'll watch yeah. it, but it's. Um. um and yeah. who knows? Maybe I'll I'll end up gushing over it as well. But. I hope so because it's it's a it's a delightful movie. If anything, I think you'll really love uh, the performances. Yeah, uh, well, particularly Ray Romano is very good. I like Ray Romano, even though I hate I, I hate I, I, I hate him. I hate sitcoms. Oh, so. that's right, you hate sitcoms too. Which Man. people, uh, my buddy Chip always mm-hmm. like when we discuss that. He was like, "But you love it's always sunny in Philadelphia." It's like, "Yeah, I love it's always." And yeah. I guess it's technically a situation comedy, but it's not. But it's more. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really not. Yeah. So, The Office. It's okay. Wow. Like there was a time in my life where I was really into The Office. Okay. And but I never finished it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was shortly after Pam and Jim had a, a baby that oh, okay. I stopped. So I never got to see the Will Ferrell stuff. I never saw yeah. Michael Scott leave. Yeah. And it, like, like I said, there was a time where I was really into it. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a couple episodes on Comedy Central the other day because they're pushing it big on Comedy Central again. Yeah. And it was okay. Okay. Like I, I, I'm i never going to – like the people you see always the internet memes like, oh, you know, I'm five – times i've watched it. yeah it's like i'll i'll probably never go back and rewatch. like i don't go back and rewatch tv series anyway that right. are cartoons mm-hmm. so i 
Yeah, it was it was alright. Okay, it was okay. That's fair. Uh, but anyway, yeah, let me know what you think of the big sick. Because yeah, I will. I'm very. Uh, very uh, Mudbound's going to be what I I watch next. But oh, nice. Yes, I need to watch that. And yeah. Um, well, for for one, well, we'll we'll, we'll get to talking to it. Yeah, we'll get to the... and there was something else I was going to bring up tangentially related to what we were just talking about. Um, man, I lost it. Now we'll come back to you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we are going to stalling in case of talks. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so yeah, we're gonna go ahead and talk about the Oscar nominations and everything. So, um, let's start with. Uh, kind of lump a couple of them together. So film editing, well, yeah, film editing, we'll start with that. Uh, first of all, um, okay, so yeah, the nominees are, um, <laughs> uh, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, first of all, you really liked The Shape of Water. I really liked Shape of Water. I thought, man, I, I thought it was just a charming, beautiful, Mm-hmm. film and mm-hmm. i and i know you didn't quite gr- quite grasp it but mm. like it was it was just kind of magical sure. it, it's kind of a weird way i guess for me to say it you know is okay. whimsical is better i think mm-hmm. whimsical uh the, the characters in it were were amazing uh even uh michael shannon's dickheadish character he was he was great yeah. he, he stole the scenes and uh octavia spencer was, was great in her scenes as well mm-hmm. like i don't know i i I loved it. Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just have to count it as just something I just didn't get. Hey, and, um, and that's, yeah. and you know, I, I like to think I'm a genius, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's a, you're a stable genius, <laughs> right? I'm a very stable genius. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I, I like, I, I mean, uh, I just, I like, I, I liked the characters and everything. Mm. Like Richard Jenkins was great. Uh, Octavia Spencer, we'll, we'll get to the supporting actress nominations, but I was super happy to see her because she, like, every time I see her, she's, she's perfect. She, I was going to say, after I walked out of that movie, she's one of those actresses that when she first, when I first started seeing her, I was like, eh, okay. But now every time I see her, she's like, man, she was good in that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy her performances. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, just, I think that the, the big hang up I have over it is that just the, uh, uh, the kind of the romantic subplot with the fish man. I just, I, I f- that's not the subplot. That's the plot. Well, the main plot, <laughs> the main plot of the movie. Well, it's, it's basically like, uh, um, an erotic free Willy. But, um, <laughs> that is, that is an oversimplification <laughs> to the highest degree. Yeah. But no, just actually like the, the romantic, the romantic subplot is, I I couldn't buy into it as a viewer. Like, it's it's not that is a movie not for everybody. Like, yeah, I, oh yeah, I get that. And like, I think that it kind of set itself up to be very difficult to buy into. I mean, great. I mean, it got it's like in the lead for most nominations, and yeah. people love it. But I think for me, it kind of set itself up at a disadvantage for me as a viewer because I mean, it's this mute woman who falls in love with the this weird creature. It's like a creature from the black lagoon type of story right and i think that the i don't feel like there was for my taste enough like groundwork laid to have like a communication device between her and and the fish man like like her i didn't feel like the it's such a weird jump to go from like just i I always i took it as their lack of ability to communicate was what brought them together 
Sure, sure. But that's yeah, just, yeah. Huh? I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I'll, I'll. I thought that it was a very beautiful movie, and I was shocked. You don't, I mean, you expect that from Guillermo oh, del Toro, yeah. so. And I, I was shocked that it was made for less than twenty million. Yeah, that's like, amazing. That is, like, that is so mind blowing to me. Um. So yeah, and and that's that's you know. Yep. Um, so yeah, film editing. Um, did you have any other thought? You also saw I Tanya. I, I think did I see, have I seen every single film on that list? Uh, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I Tanya. Yeah? yeah, yeah, I've seen every single film on that list. Uh, yeah, I Tanya was fantastic, oh, and yeah. uh, the way it was cut together, I I definitely see that mm-hmm. how that got nominated for uh, best editing. editing. Yeah. Uh, I don't get three billboards in that category. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Um, I could see the, with some of the way that the narrative kind of shifts around, like there's some characters that I, I could see that being like needing some editing flair, I guess. Maybe. But, I don't know. Like three board, three billboards is kind of a straightforward story mm-hmm. for uh, me. Yeah, I guess. I'm I'm thinking more like the the voiceovers that happen later in the movie and okay. how they can relate to what's going on and everything and but and then again it's not like it's flashing back. It's no, like it's, it's it's written in the, the script. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm just astounded by the still just so impressed by the scene where uh the long shot scene. The long shot. Yeah, no, that was yeah, a great that was great. That was a great scene. And I, I, I'm a sucker <laughs> Not any for, cuts in it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's cinematography. Right. Uh no, and I'm a sucker for long shots, so mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that scene as well. But yeah. I no, I, I don't I don't get three billboards as and maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Yeah, same here. But um, baby driver, very very slick. Very editing, slick. Very uh like just, I, I yeah. can't imagine cutting those chase scenes together. Right. And, and like, I feel like that, well, I'm, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, and I, Tanya are all in that same camp where it's like, they all have very intricately, uh, the, the interwoven, interwoven yeah. sequences. Especially like, I, I, Tanya. Yeah. Did you see oh, I, yeah. Tanya? Oh yeah. <sighs> Man, those figure skating sequences were, were fantastic. Oh yeah. And like, they could have been cheated. Like they could have shot around it and everything, but sure. It's like, oh man, it's, it's like, I was very much, uh, involved with, with what was going on. Like I, I tend to does a great, great job of keeping, keep, keeping a good pace, like through a lot of the movie. Like it's a quick pace, Mm -hmm. uh, especially going back and forth between their, her domestic relationship with, with him. And so, yeah, the, the, the way they just wove all that story together, I thought was, was fantastic. Absolutely. And, and Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know you found it jarring yeah. the, the way it was edited together. I, I did too at first until mm-hmm. I grasped it, and then I was really digging it. And see, that's that's one that I, I'm going to have to watch again. I actually I bought the Blu-ray. I have time to watch it. I'm gonna buy the 4K uh, Blu-ray because I'm better than oh, you. Oh, look at you! So, yeah, I'm gonna, oh. I, man, I'm I'm behind on my buys. I need to. Get oh it. yeah, I've been I've been buying a lot because I've been really getting into digital copies, and that's like. I'm such an old man when it comes to that. It's, I mean, if you want to throw some at me, that's fine. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, it's funny because I actually I bought Blade Runner 2049 and I posted it on Instagram, saying like, "Oh, my recent purchase," and then like I tagged it 
hashtag Blade Runner 2049, within three minutes, some random person commented and was like, hey, can I get the digital copy if you haven't redeemed it yet? Are you serious? Yeah. I'm like, dude, pay me 15 bucks. Right. And yeah, yeah. Calm down. Right. Yeah. Like, I just thought like, okay, you don't even have the decency of being a listener to my podcast. <laughs> right. Um, if you are a listener and you did right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's yours. But no, no, it's not. I've already, <laughs> I've already redeemed it and watched it twice. Fair enough. And yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, film so, editing. Yeah. I, Good stuff. <laughs> other than three billboards, I, I don't see, I, I'm not going to be disappointed who wins that. Yeah. And for, um, for as much of a disconnect that as I had for uh, the shape of water and how much I wasn't too keen on it and everything, just like the, the way that it brings you into this, this world, the, like this kind of, I don't want to say alternate sixties or anything, but like this, mm, I mean, it, it wouldn't be completely inaccurate. Right. You're talking about it. Like, you know, it, you can still like, even though I couldn't buy into the relationship, I could buy into this secret facility and this, this right. fish man thing. And I, the scene where it, it goes uh, to her singing and yes, so I I love I love the way that was cut into it. Mm-hmm. So I th- I thought if anything alone, that whole sequence mm-hmm. got the nomination for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I love that like the way that that scene is is composed and the way that it's edited and everything. I love that, but in the back of my head, I'm just like, this fish guy doesn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Like it's, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you want to move on to the next next? Are we are we picking a hopeful winner on these or? Um, ha- we. I mean, it's up to you. Is we your- can. Oh, uh, this is all uh, out of whack, but um, well, I'll save that for for best picture. But um, yeah, we can. Yeah, you can throw out a a thing. Um, well, uh, it, it, if I'm going for hope, what I think will win, I think Baby Driver, because I, I, honestly, okay. I think. And honestly, I think that one probably deserves it mm-hmm. in the end. So sure. Um, but any of them, but three bow boards, I'd be okay with. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I Tanya or The Shape of Water. I'm terrible at picking. Like I used to do a an pool. Oscar pool. Yeah, yeah. Like I did it. Were you you were in it at one time? Right? I joined where? the one where you ended up just giving the money back. Oh, did I do that? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, like, I was into it for a couple of years and I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. And it's way too much work. And, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so I'm terrible at picking it, but, um, I do need to rewatch Dunkirk, like, just because, like, I loved it. I loved it enough to, to buy it, but it, it was still just, just like you said, it was jarring for me. Right. So, um, yeah. So visual effects. Now, uh, we, when we were having our conversation before, I had forgotten what I was going to say. And, um, uh, I think the point that I was going to make was that I wasn't sure if I wanted to move the big sick from number two to number four and put the disaster artist at number four. Wait. Yeah. Move big sick from four to two. And disaster artist from two to four. Yeah. And then, um, I even had some thoughts, like, like while we were talking about it on the episode, thinking that, like, do I really want Blade Runner to be my number one? Because I really loved the big sick. <laughs> and then, like, my, not rationale, but my, like, uh, I made peace with myself on that because I watched Blade Runner 2049 twice after buying it. Yeah. And, like, man, that movie. Like, I can't wait to w- watch it again. It's, it's so, like, it's so stunning to me. Like, it is. 
it's um like my my kind of I had like uh, my reasoning for having it number one was kind of twofold. One was that it is magnificent. Uh, it's like it's my favorite kind of science fiction. And the other thing is that like didn't perform well. Like it didn't like <sighs> that's uh, that was, yeah. But you know what? I think I could have called that. Yeah, I mean, me in retrospect, yeah. But I mean, I would think with Denny Villeneuve, I thought maybe his name would have carried some cash but he's not mainstream yet like amongst film people sure. yes he's yeah. fantastic but you go to the average person and you're like do you know denny villeneuve no who well i want to exist in this world where everyone is aware of like the more yeah. talented yeah. people in in hollywood but yeah uh i don't know um at least it didn't underperform as much as dark times <laughs> Anyway, so visual effects. Visual effects. <laughs> so, Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, of these movies, I have not seen Kong Skull Island. Uh, have you seen... I've seen them all. All of them? Nice. How's Kong Skull Island? It's entertaining. Okay. It's fun. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with Kong. Nice. I know that it's connected to Godzilla. Well, they're, they're trying to do the whole Monsters Universe right. thing. And so the, the very end of the movie, they, they do what... You know, they they had a, a tag on the, okay. on the movie. It was a fun tag. Okay. So, so it, it's, it's not like plot wise. I'm not going to have to go back and rewatch Godzilla to. No, really no. The, really, the tag just kind of introduces everyone, the viewers, to the concept of uh, Mothra's in this universe. Oh, okay. That Godzilla is known in this universe. Mm-hmm. Dust. So it's no Kong was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, I, I I'm on the I'm on the uh, fence about purchasing it. I I okay. love Godzilla. I like that. Oh yeah, you did. Love oh, Godzilla. I I absolutely loved that movie. I thought it was fantastic. I haven't I, I seen d- it since the theater. I ha- I oh I have. I've watched it several mm-hmm. times. Uh, I didn't love Kong as much as I love Godzilla, but it was yeah. still a really fun movie. Like it was it was good. And uh, John C. Riley in that movie, yeah, fantastic. The trailers made it look like it was. Yeah, he was crazy. such a fun character. Nice. And I, I I love him. John He's Goodman. Amazing. John D- Goodman did a great job. Like everyone nice. does a fantastic job and. Brie Larson mm-hmm. and uh, man, yeah, I, I, I was thinking Tom about Hiddleston. This. I mean, it's nice. got everyone in it. Nice. I was thinking about this, and this is a small tangent, but like, I like okay, Infinity War. Like, we're gonna we're gonna go into Phase Four after Infinity War right. and everything of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and like. At this point, there's no, like, I, I don't know what it's, what that's going to look like. Cause they were saying that it's going to be, it's going to be slightly different. Like when they go into phase four, it's going right. to open it up and everything. No idea what that looks like. I have all the faith in the world that they'll, they'll do it. But yeah, at this point. Yeah. But like, even if I didn't, like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, I don't know anything about Captain Marvel, but that's the character, right? Yeah. Captain Marvel. Uh, but like casting her, like that is going to be so uh, I love, great. She's perfect casting she's, for that. She's amazing. I, I love her. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. But, um, but yeah, so as far as visual effects for these five movies, cause I, I haven't seen Kong Skull Island. You've said, seen all it, of them. They did. They did an amazing job. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that's not visually stunning. Like the yeah. island is stunning. Kong is real, and he. I remember in the trailers, like it just the the sheer stature of it's him. It, right. The the scale of Kong is mm-hmm. just is daunting. It's amazing. Nice. So there, 
the monsters, the I forget what John C. Riley calls them, like the skull crawlers or something like that. And it's funny because he's like, it sounds stupid saying out loud. I'm sorry, it's just whatever. <laughs> no, but the, the the scenes with uh, those creatures were fantastic. Like it's a it's a visually stunning film all nice. around. But is it visually stunning enough to beat out Blade Runner? Because I kind of feel no. like Blade Runner is no that, that yeah. Blade Runner is just such a specific. Mm-hmm visual tone Mm -hmm. and it's it's awe-inspiring yeah there's nothing in kong that like kong looks great but there's nothing about kong that stands out as something that you've just never seen before yeah because even king like peter jackson's king kong was visually stunning too yeah uh and well, I take that that dinosaur chase scene in King I, Kong was kind of rough. I honestly don't remember King Kong that well. I I, I, used, I just I used to adore that movie. It's really? I, I need to revisit it because I haven't watched it in a while. But you know, I take that back. King Kong himself was stunning in that King Kong movie, but mm-hmm. the, the dinosaurs were kind of wonky. I'll go. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Sure. Now I think about it, but. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's anything in King Kong that be uh, or for Kong Skull Island that would stand out enough for me to think that it w- is going to win this Oscar. Sure. It, nor do I think Star Wars. Oh, really? Yeah, like. Interesting. Well, the, I I feel like as far as the Star Wars films concerned, this one didn't rely as much on visual effects as like right. some of the others. It just relied on tarnishing the, <laughs> the childhoods of some of the people. Right. So I. <laughs> You know, Star Star Wars was fine, and mm. there was nothing wrong with it. But I don't, I don't, nothing stood out to me as just blow blew me away. Like it, sure. it was everything I expected Star Wars to look as good as it did. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing for me to uh, escalate it to sure. uh, jaw drop, jaw dropping. Like the the only scene that I could think of that really would just like caught me with my jaw on the floor was the. Uh, the light speed suicide. Oh yeah, that uh, that was a really awesome mm-hmm. uh, effect. But which, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. people like. Okay, I have a gripe about people calling things plot holes when they're just they can't suspend their disbelief. So, like, okay. Uh, uh, anyway, people say like, "Oh, that's a plot hole," because if if that was possible in Star Wars, why didn't they do it all the time? Like, uh, okay, because yeah. it's stop sacrifice. Like, yeah. just uh, just stop. Okay? Yeah, you can sit there and watch a movie and spend hours nitpicking every mm-hmm. little thing. Great, just yep. just stop. If you have that problem, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, moving on. Yep. <laughs> the the only film that I think had I, I would vie for a win over Blade Runner was it could be War of the Planet of the Apes just because oh, yeah. it, those the ape effects are just it, it's ridiculous astounding. like the, each movie is an improvement on the last and each movie is groundbreaking yeah it, so like, it's insane i that's i want i want apes to win mm-hmm. so uh yeah i, I want I, I would pick a, apes interesting see okay so i splurged and i bought War for the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Apes on Blu-ray because I hadn't okay. owned them before, which I, I was kind of peeved because uh, the packaging was kind of messed up. So like the mm, it's it's kind of broken a little bit. Oh, sons of like, bitches! The discs are fine, but the packaging is is not. But I mm, watched all the unacceptable. Anyway. Right. Anyway, um, so I need to rewatch that again. But yeah, I I think that it is Blade Runners to lose though. I I don't I don't I think that the the visual effects in Blade Runner 2049 are such a step above, n- not even necessarily a step above. It's just that they're, they're so 
tied to the feel and tone and, and the atmosphere of the movie that you I, can't. I agree. The thing is, though, you look at War of the Planet of the Apes and it it wouldn't cross anybody's mind that it's, those aren't apes. It's indistinguishable. It yeah. is. And that's that's, true. that's where I think that, that that wins. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. I like could, the, uh... it's just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You you okay. just there's no other word to describe it. It's amazing. You, those are apes on the screen. I okay, okay. Let's um <laughs> uh okay, yeah. Let's let's put let's put some money on it. Like um <laughs> one shot in Vegas for whichever one we I like choose. that. Right? I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the only drink fun. I have. <laughs> right, you're going to be sober. So sober. We're there. We're going there for a church mission. No, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're preaching. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jesus Flat Earth society. <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. Is it the Earth not flat? No, it is. Okay. No, good. yeah, we're 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 going to tell people about okay, it. Yeah. Right. Right. Sheeple, man. They Jesus. Just... <laughs> oh my God. If I'm, any flat earthers are listening to this, stop. Why? <laughs> I'm woke, man. Um, <laughs> woke AF. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so yeah, best visual effects. I I think it's still. I I think it's gonna be Blade Runner. Um, how do you feel about the visual effects in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? They're okay. Yeah, I I didn't think there were anything. N- nothing floored me. Mm-hmm. I thought the visual effects yeah. of uh, uh, egos little jelly destruction was kind of a little cheesy sure sure but not bad like it didn't take me out of the film mm-hmm. like it, it was great it, it, it's a marvel film but yeah. it was it was nothing nothing that unexpected yeah, yeah. it's like it, it's like star wars mm-hmm. uh to me yeah so no it, it was great only your childhood wasn't ruined yeah ex- exactly peter quills maybe but <laughs> um, anyway um yeah i agree with you i think that with guardians its strength in terms of visual effects was um, the way that the visual effects were integrated into the, like the the opening scene, like where you see that like the juxtaposition of like the Dairy Queen and like 1980s yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and, and that's and, like the, the problem. The problem is that these the big budget movies right now, uh, you just you come to expect nothing but fantastic. Like any right. Marvel film out there, you know you're walking into a visual feat. Mm-hmm. Uh, any Star Wars film, you know you're walking into a visual feat. Right. But there's there's nothing about it to me that just stands out as yeah. as, as amazing. Like it's great. It mm-hmm. looks great. But I expect that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there that just like I I didn't look at ego and be like, man, yeah, that's, right. That's a plant. That's a living planet right there. Yeah, and so like it, it was good, totally. And not to take anything away from those mm-hmm. movies, but I just War of the Planet of the Apes and Blade Runner. It's just that extra step. Yeah, I so. I totally get what you're saying. Um, one thing that I want to point out about that, like, this is why I think that 2017 was a great year for movies in general, like of all kinds. Um, visual effects, we have five movies that, uh, four of which I saw and, and loved all four. And then Kong Skull Island, which you, you spoke highly about, like visual effects usually like you, I'm so, it's so such a relief that we don't have like the quintessential, like, oh, Transformers. Transformers. Right, yeah. Like yeah. kind of like all of these movies are, are movies that aren't just visual effects achievements. It's right. like, like, they're legit good movies. Exactly. It's it's just it's so refreshing to see that that they don't have to like say like okay well Michael Same. Bay here you right know, go ahead and do that 
Um, so let's see. Sound mixing, sound editing. I don't know what the difference is, to be honest. I, I, me either. Yeah. You know, some of these, some of the technical ones, mm-hmm. I, you just, sure. Yeah. But what I will say is that, I, you know, this is interesting. I don't know if this would be technically sound editing or sound mixing or score, but Dunkirk is nominated for both of the sound ones. And like, I, I mean, I guess it would be score because the ticking clock kind of sound effect, that's part of the, the, composition of the score i think but i think just the the sound of the, the engines and shit yeah it's cool <laughs> right yeah uh, you, you know it's just one of those things i can't speak intelligently about like mm-hmm. this sound mixing or sound editing um, right i can tell you that i thought the sound was great right and so i you know i'm not an expert in all things mm-hmm. Well, let's get to one with, that you are an expert in costume design yes, yes. absolutely <laughs> Yeah, nothing. I There's a double nothing. knotted thread on that dress, <laughs> right? Um, not that, not that we're belittling. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So it's just. I guess maybe. <laughs> I'm not. Um, which is funny. Like I, I forgot that Beauty and the Beast was released this year, and it apparently it was like one of the biggest, like yeah, it was box huge. office smashes. Yeah. It was great too. I, I thoroughly enjo- enjoyed really? Beauty yeah, and the I, Beast. I didn't get around to seeing it. Oh man, yeah. Well, what are what are the nominations for oh. uh, costume? Costume design is Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour. Have you seen that? No, but I really okay. want to. I'm I'm very uh, curious to see it. Uh, Phantom Thread, uh, The Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. Well, I don't, I've never even heard of that one. I, I've seen that on like Google Play, like I, when I'm browsing, uh-huh. and I'm like, I don't know what that is. And then now it's on, like now it's nominated. So I'm like, maybe I should check it out. Well, I, I've only seen uh, Shape of Water and Beauty and the Beast. Okay, so I, I I will not say who whom I think should win or who my hope wins. I right. will just say that. I thought that the Beauty and the Beast costumes were spectacular. Nice. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a fantastic job. Very nice. For and, uh, old old French uh, outfits. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a visually stunning film, and the look and feel was, was genuine. So Nice. And, and then yeah, again, the, uh, I, I guess you could say the same for Shape of Water, but I just... Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see that as being overly difficult uh, era to portray right. on film. Yeah, I agree, and it's like nothing really stood out about the costume design because I think the the kind of production design and the set design was like kind of overshadowing. I, the, I agree. Any costume, yeah, I, I agree on that. Um, yeah, but again, oh, like that's the only that's the only movie of yeah. those nominees that I've seen. So I'll just say that yeah, so. Beauty and Beast costume design was fantastic. Okay, nice. And uh, so yeah, uh, how they the, trained that uh, that bear to just do all that in that outfit was amazing. Uh, no was, one, no one tell him. No one tell him. That was bear, right? Yeah. No one tell him. He's, it'll be heartbreaking. They, <laughs> they, they did good voice work for the bear. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I that's, heard they put peanut butter in his gums like Mr. Ed. <laughs> that's a really that's a really disparaging thing to say about Emma Watson. <laughs> oh, rough. That's, that's, I don't even know why. Like I only said that because it was a fun turn. Like I have nothing against her at all. She's amazing. Oh, he hates her. No, no, Hermione. Um. Anyway, um, cinematography. Cinematography. <laughs> yes. Sorry, so, Watson. <laughs> uh, cinematography. Okay, we've got Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Now. The Shape of Water has so many different nominations. I could kind of see it sweeping, and I don't think it should get. Th- I think that this, like visual effects, is Blade Runner's to lose. Like 
I, I'll say this about Shape of Water. I, I see. I see the nomination. Oh yeah. So I I don't have a problem with the nomination there, but Blade Runner. Yeah. If it was any like if Blade Runner did not come out, I mean Shape of Water would. I would sing. I would sing Shape of Water's praises for cinematography. Right. Even though I wasn't a big fan of the movie, like visually, the cinematography is amazing. Um, now I haven't seen. Darkest Hour or Mudbound, so I, I can't speak to this. I really want – Darkest Hour has been one of those that I keep meaning to see, but mm-hmm. something else comes out that trumps it for that yeah. for that week. So, Like the Death Cure this weekend? The Death Maze Cure. The, Maze oh, Death Cure. oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Matt and Draco actually gave me passes, like like $5 ticket passes, yeah. and like my friend's a big fan of Dylan O'Brien, so maybe – but I also want to see Lady Bird. I want to see Lady Bird's kind of low on the totem pole right really? now for me. It, not that I, I think I'll like it. I mm-hmm. just it's I, I want to see the Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. I uh, this week I, I really want to go see the uh, what's the Christian Bale cowboy movie that's released? Oh, Hostiles. Hostiles. Hostiles yeah. releases Friday, and that's that's Trump, and I'm seeing it Saturday. I, I'm sorry. You know, I saw a trailer for that. Before I Tanya and I, I it wasn't even I had no idea what it was. I've been I've been following it for a couple okay. months now, so, and I've been wanting to see it. Interesting. So I'm I'm gonna have to choose it over Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. I, nice. It's just one of those things. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Gary Olden. Right, right. Um, I I think I'm really anxious to see Lady Bird just because I know it's a coming of age story, and I'm sure. I'm such a sucker for those types of movies. So, um, no, but I I agree. I think Blade. I like Blade Runner for this film, and I, the only thing I know about Mudbound is what I've read for the plot description. So I'm really okay. curious to see uh, how cinematography can play such a big role, sure. given given what I've read from the plot. So I'm curious to see it, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'll probably watch it probably in coming days. Nice, but yeah, I, Blade Runner is just it was too good. It yeah, I, I can't yeah. picture anything else t- taken over for cinematography. I, on I really can't, and it would be such a nice. I mean, great. It would be it would be worthy of it. Like it would be, absolutely it would be worth it to get it. But like it would be just so nice vindication for the movie. Right. If it doesn't win, like if it doesn't make an impression on the Oscars, like I feel like it's. I I I want it to have like it, it made money. It's hate. It, it made money international. Like China, Did it? Chi- China's big in the markets. It, okay. In the, See, I thought like that it, it or was not, just a... Transformers killed. Yeah. China loves the Transformers films. Yeah. But that. China is one of the biggest markets these days, and mm-hmm. it was financially viable in the end with the foreign markets. Ugh. See what we need to do, but is it's like, not enough to it, it's not enough to validate. I, I feel like like it, mm-hmm. with the American audiences, nobody saw it. Yeah, it just ah, it kills a, me. Yeah, me too. And to down like to to you know make sure that China isn't as big a big an influence and everything. We need to build a wall. That's a good China. idea. Like yeah. a great. <clears throat> A great wall. A great wall. Yeah. Yes. To keep out the Huns. Right. Yeah. That that is accurate. Um, I was trying to think of uh, the, Mong- was... the Mongols. No, it was the Mongols. Was it the Mongolians? Sure. Pretty sure it was Mongolians. Oh, well, it's been it's been almost a year to the day since I saw the Great Wall. Um, oh, you saw that? I did. Yeah. That, oh. that killed in China. Did it really? Oh, it murdered really? in China. It made all kinds of money. Okay, and to be fair, I want to say that that's due to the director because the director is like a huge name in China. 
Oh, like, really? Yeah, I don't remember uh, his name, but like the movie on its own, like that, it was just, it was, it wasn't terrible. It was just forgettable, and it looked forgettable. Yeah, and I um, like Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, me too. But yeah, it, it killed in China. Wow. Anyway, um, I was trying to think of a like, oh, we can, we should build an even greater wall or something, but I don't know. No. Anyway, past. Um, make America a great wall again. <laughs> Production design. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner, uh, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water for production design. I mean, man, there's not a bad there. Yeah, it's not a bad bunch in that. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm, I I could see Dunkirk taking it as a surprise because like I would. I don't, I don't even think it'd be a surprise mm-hmm. just because of all the the practical sets mm-hmm. that they used. For, and just the for scale Dunkirk. of it. The scale, just... the fact that they went and got legit uh, mm-hmm. planes and ships from the era. Yeah. So I, I don't think that would be a, a surprise at all. I mm-hmm. think that would be very... I think in context, like, it, I, I, what I mean by surprise is, like, it would be a surprise in context of the other nominees. Like, because I could see Blade Runner or Shape of Water easily taking it. I I, I like Shape of Water for, for production design. Because okay. that... Cause you really get the feel of the era mm-hmm. in the shape of water. And not to say that you don't with uh, Dunkirk either, but I think it's right. it's harder to get that feel in a 1950s uh, laboratory than it would be for, say, a war zone. Right. So, I, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like it'd be more difficult uh, to really get the feel of the era and something like that. Sure. So. Okay. I think I'm going to go ahead and go with, with Dunkirk or, or Blade Runner just because I think deep down my my issues with The Shape of Water is its treatment of cats. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, man, I got a hearty laugh on that <laughs> yeah. part. Um, which meant, okay, 20, 2017 was a rough year for cats <laughs> in movies and TV. You know, Rich, Richard Jenkins took that rather well, I believe. I feel. Uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was surprised I, how well he took yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I was crying in the theater. <laughs> but. Funny story, uh, tangent. Mm. So, long, many moons ago when mm. uh, Christmas Vacation was releasing. Okay. So, oh, okay. Uh, my, my parents were divorced at the time mm-hmm. and we, me and the, the brother and the sister were going to go spend Christmas at my biological father's house, okay. which upset my, uh, my mother because okay. she didn't get to spend Christmas with us naturally. Mm-hmm. So my mom's a big cat lover. Okay. And so my stepdad is like, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I know you're down the dumps. Let's, we'll go see this funny comedy. It'd be great. <laughs> And she's like, okay. So they get to the part where the cat gets electrocuted underneath the chair, and my mom just was bawling and had to leave the theater. Just That's because. amazing. Now she loves the movie, but nice. at, the, at the time, she it just it was too much for her. Oh, that's amazing. That's so, wow. Yeah, I feel for her there. Right. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, cats were endangered in it. They were. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, let's not speak of uh, Stranger Things season two. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, got him, mm-hmm. got him. Yep, forgot about Hashtag that part. Justice for Muse. <laughs> but um, yeah, and just yeah, I I thought that there was another thing. Dart, but... Dart is. I was trying to think of the oh, uh, yes, creature's yes. name, Dart, Dartanian, because mm-hmm. they yep. like three musketeers. Right. Uh. So yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Dunkirk. I'm going to go with Shape of Water. And, okay. and honestly, I hope Shape of Water gets it because I, I feel I feel it's very deserving. I, I do too. I'd even honestly. be okay with Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Interesting. Depending on how much was green screen, what how much was oh, it? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, um, by the way, when I edit this, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a note of everything so that we know when, uh, when the Oscars happen, how much each one owes in terms of shots. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Like the entire thing. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Oh yeah. Down, down. Um, yeah. Oh, that's going to be, that's going to be a disaster because I'm terrible (laughs) at this. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, did I tell you? I don't think I mentioned this in the thing, but I'm honestly thinking, I mentioned this on the, on the episode I just recorded with Tiny. So it's good to break, break it to you here. Uh, the first week of June when we go to Vegas is the week of that weekend is Popcon. So I actually think I might leave a day early. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we mm-hmm. get back on Friday. Also, be able to go to PopCon. Okay, good. I'm, I'm off yeah. for the like when we get back from Vegas. I'm I'm still off for like two or three days. Nice. So I'll be nice. able to go to PopCon. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 I took off that Monday after that because I mean Vegas PopCon. I'm oh I'm yeah be dead. Oof. Oof. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a long week. But gonna have so many more listeners with all the absolutely promo cards. I'm gonna give out. Um. <laughs> So best original screenplay. <laughs> um, okay, so my okay, so here are the nominations: original screenplay, The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now I haven't seen Lady Bird, but I've seen the other four, and I am so excited and happy about this this lineup here. I'm excited um, that Get Out is getting so much me love too. For a movie that came out so early in the right, year. Right, because that was a February release? Yeah, February January, release. February? Not only that, but also a genre movie. So it's it's like it's horror, comedy mixed together. Right. It's like it's so – I was so happy. But I, I think the fact that it hits on so many uh, current notes mm-hmm. is, is plays a big role too. And Absolutely. so I'm – yeah, I was so happy to see Get Out get so much love. Oh, yeah. Because it oh, didn't make so my top great. ten, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a great film. Yeah. Yeah, God, and I rewatched it because uh, I bought, I bought it digitally, and like, ah, God, it's it it's a movie that invites repeat viewings. Yeah, it to, definitely because there's gonna be certain things. there's gonna be things that you missed oh, in, yeah. in a movie like that, and yeah, and like every every actor in that is just on fire, yes, spot on, yeah. amazing. Um, hmm. So let's see. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Lady Bird. I know you haven't seen The Big Sick, and I don't want to uh, inflate your expectations, right. but maybe the greatest movie of all time. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Beats yep. Dark Tower. Um, ha, 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 Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, The Big Sick. I'm I'm so. I think I might be like this is this is going to cost me a shot in Vegas, but. The Big Sick. I want to. I'll put my hat in for The Big Sick because that is a story that is so. The story as it's told, it's it's obviously based on right. Kumail Nanjiani and and Emily V. Gordon's uh, honestly courtship. Given that little tidbit of information, could be adapted screenplay, adapted from real life. You know, it could be. I suppose. Just saying. Though he adapted a true life story. That's fair. That's fair. 
And I kind of hope that if uh, if that's the case, then there's some like woman somewhere who fucked a fish man. And- <laughs> Like, okay, you stole my life story. Uh, I'm going to. It should at least be adapted. So, I. And I've only seen uh, three billboards and. Uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Well, wait, no, I've Shape seen three then. Shape oh, of Water, uh, three billboards, and what? Get Out. Get Out. So, yeah. I've, I've seen those three. I think Get Out would be a pleasant surprise. Mm. I don't see it winning. What I do see winning, I th- I think Three Billboards is going to win. I, I think I think I, it's getting yeah. so much buzz right now, mm. and we we'll talk. I think we'll talk about it a little bit more at Best Picture time, right? But I really think that that's going to be Three mm. Billboards. In in yeah, because I I think, in, like you said, we'll talk about it at Best Picture, but um. I think I liked it a little bit more than you did or than you came off when in our conversations of it. We'll talk. You will talk. But like even that like I did I still didn't love it. Like I it wouldn't have made my top ten. Um I don't even know if it would have made my honorable mentions because I, I found some part of it parts of it a little problematic. But um the script, like the screenplay, like even just at a dialogue level was just really sharp and yeah. and really really strong for me. Right. No, I, I agree. And it's it's a very intriguing story. Mm-hmm. Um I just think it missed some notes for sure. for me. Um but I think I think it'll win this and I don't necessarily think it shouldn't. Okay. Sure. So and, and that's without seeing the other the other films. Right. So I, I recognize people's love for it. Okay. So yeah. it, I I I, w- I won't have a problem. Hell, if it wins almost not all of them, but for the, if it wins a lot of the awards that it's nominated for, I'm not going to be upset. Sure. So okay. And uh, so yeah, I I say big sick. You say three billboards. I say three billboards. Yeah. And now let's talk about like one that I'm very excited about. Um, adapted screenplay. This is an interesting category. This very year. like. Okay, so adapted. Uh, I just lost it here. Okay, the, the one that I'm like ecstatic about is Logan. Yeah, fucking Logan. I, man, so I, cool. I really want it to win. It's not yeah. going oh, to, not but going man, to. I want it to win. Yeah, just because I want it to be. I want people to be able to say Oscar-winning film Logan. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it could deserve it. Oh, absolutely! Like rewatching it, it's like. Man, it's so good. Like, like, if you take away the concept of it being mm-hmm. a comic book movie, because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's right. a comic book movie. The Academy does not like comic book movies. Right. But so if you take that away, though, it's just a fucking fantastic movie. Absolutely. It kind of. It's heartbreaking. It's. Yeah. It, it's hopeful. Mm-hmm. It's suspenseful. Like, it's just such a good movie. Oh, yeah. It's. Uh, it, it kind of reminds me. A little bit, maybe not as direct. I don't know, because uh, the other one's on a pedestal that I'm about to say, but it kind of reminds me of like the same type of thing that happened with like The Dark Knight. That The Dark Knight was not like a comic book movie. Right. That was that was something else entirely. Well, like, it's funny because they purposely left out the name Batman in the title in hopes that it would get Oscar attention. Oh really? Yes. See, I didn't know that. Because no one thought that they would nominate a movie with the word Batman in it. Mm-hmm. And I and I get that. Yeah. And, and I think The Dark Knight works as a better title than anything you could throw Batman into it anyway. Mm-hmm. But so it, it, but that just goes to show how little regard the Academy has right. for 
comic book movies. Mm-hmm. So. I kind of feel like maybe Nolan should have named Dark Knight Rises as like Dark Knight wins an Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Dark Knight um, won, a, won an Oscar. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Heath Ledger. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. there are other nominees besides Logan. Right. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's your, okay. I, I can see what you're doing there. <laughs> um, uh, call me by your name, which I, I still haven't seen. I haven't seen it. Uh, the disaster artist, my number two, uh, Logan, Molly's game and Mudbound. So I haven't seen Molly's game, Mudbound or call me by your name, but I know that you had very high, uh, things to say about Molly's game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Molly's game and it, that very well could be because I have a, uh, an affinity for gambling. Mm-hmm. And no, right. And for <laughs> Jessica Chastain, which mm-hmm. I, I love her and mm-hmm. she does an amazing job in this film. Nice. So uh, there wasn't anything for me to not like about Molly's uh, Idris Elba. He was amazing. Uh-huh. Right? So I, in reading up on uh, the actual story, it actually is very true to a, to actual events. Okay. So to nice. me, that's something else that makes me enjoy the film even more. Hmm. Is it adapted from a book? Or Her book. Is it? Okay. Her book, which is called Molly's Game. Oh, okay. So, and it's it's all pretty true to form. It's like Idris Elba's character is kind of like a, a combination of people, which they do that okay. often in, in movies like this. Right, right. Um, but no, it... And it's Aaron Sorkin's first yeah. directorial debut, which I'm, which shocks me that you haven't seen it because of that. Because mm-hmm. you, you and Tiny have been Aaron Sorkin. I, we have been, yeah. And I think it's just I, there's so many other movies yeah. out, and it's got that, that typical sharp dialogue that he always nice. has. And I, for a directorial debut, uh, very good. Like it's very it nice. paced fantastically. Yeah, that sounded awkward. It's it's very. <laughs> Very well done pacing wise. Okay. It starts off quick and it doesn't really slow down. Nice. So it's, and everyone puts in a great performance. Kevin Costner, whom I've defended for a long time. Yeah. I, I really like Kevin Costner. I've and been he, kind of back and forth with him. And that's fair. And I get people's, uh, complaints, mm-hmm. but I, I, he does a really good job in this movie too. Okay. So the, I had a lot of fun in this movie. Okay. As Even, long as- uh, oh man, um, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, 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 Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Is he? Oh. He is in the movie. Yeah. Really? Oh, I had no idea. So Michael Sarah plays a character called Player X, okay. who is based on uh, Tobey Maguire. Okay. Interesting. Tobey Maguire apparently is a huge dickhead. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Right. That's so really. Tobey Maguire was apparently a prominent player in Molly's games when she was based in L.A. As, wow. Along with like Ben Affleck and uh, some other high-profile people. And see, what's interesting is I don't know hardly anything about the plot, so this is all kind of eye-opening to me. Yeah. But like, like be as vague as possible because I want to go in. Blind, okay. But I'll so anyway, it just, just suffice it to say that um, there's a big turn with Michael mm-hmm. Sarah's character. Okay. That in, and you you go back and you read up on like how Tobey Maguire is, and yeah. it's you're just like fucking prick wow and like there's a there's a part that happens in in the movie Mm. that just really solidifies michael Sarah's character as being just like you're just a fucking terrible person really and the the girl molly i can't remember her last name Mm. she's it's the game 
<laughs> Idiot. <laughs> um, but she's like in the book and in the interview, she's like, that happened. Wow. Man, that makes me okay. That makes me excited for a couple of reasons. One, I love shitting on celebrities for, for them being dicks. And two right. is I'm very curious to see Michael Sarah because I, I haven't seen like any trailers or anything. Very curious to see how Michael Sarah does like in like like the Sorkin dialogue. Good. He thing. he does great. That's amazing. Yeah. Um Yeah, it, it, was, it was a super good film. Um nice. it kind of makes me want to read the book too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was interesting. It, it just interesting story all around. Like it's a, nice. it's a fascinating story. Okay. Um, nice. it turns out Ben Affleck is a hell of a guy. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. She she that's talks good. about Ben Affleck as just being the sweetest human being. That that so, makes me happy. Right. Because I've always liked Ben Affleck. Yeah. So. He like he's the kind of like he's the kind of uh, he could be like the prototypical like movie star guy. Right. That like has an excuse to be an asshole, but but, but it's isn't. so nice yeah. that he's not. I, 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 I love hearing people that I enjoy actually being decent human beings. Absolutely. Um, Anyway. Yeah. I think that would be a fun double feature for Molly's game and Gerald's game. No, no Gerald's game. Different. What's that now? What's Gerald's game? Oh, Gerald's game. The, based on the, based on the Stephen King novel is on Netflix. Michael, Mike Flanagan made it. Mm, uh, Yeah. Don't know. The woman that's tied to the handcuffed to the bed, her husband dies. So she's trapped there for like a weekend. That sucks. For like a long time. It's it's really good. It's it was one of the two uh of the of the uh, at this point three uh Stephen King adaptations, you know, Gerald's Game, uh 1922 both on Netflix yeah. and then uh It. It uh, yeah, the only Joker only those three. Only yeah. Those three. So Idris Elba was good in Molly's Game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um uh, I I would be okay with Molly's game one in it, but I think uh, I really want Logan. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna say Logan out of pure love for the yeah. film. You know, and for the sake of uh, conversation and for for uh, to be to be to be different, I want Logan to win. It's not going to win. I want it it's to not. Win. But I would also love to see the Disaster Artist win, um, if only because so much of that movie is is not necessarily like a middle finger to Hollywood, but it's, it's about people that are cast out from Hollywood sure. striking out on their own. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed disaster artist, not nearly as much as you did. Like yeah. it, I, it almost made on honorable mention for me, but see, and that's the one movie that I'm not sure about its placement on the, my top 10. Cause I had a, num- a number two, right? And yeah. Have, that's, that's high. That's very high. Like I have the distinct, um, um, the distinct feeling that when I go back and watch it again, it's gonna, it's gonna be like maybe six or seven. I think, I think Mike had a good point as to why it may not have struck a chord with me as much as it did you. And it's the fact that, so. t- yes, uh, it, it tries to make him sympathetic towards the end. Yeah. He's just not. He's just a terrible human being. That's true. I, I, yeah, I agree. So, and he's an intriguing human being. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I, I can't I can't ha- be sympathetic towards him. And see that's that's where like that's where me and Mike were were kind of not at odds but like like from his perspective he just he he doesn't find Tommy Wiseau, Wiseau as being uh an interesting subject because he's not a sympathetic character mm-hmm. whereas I don't think he's a sympathetic character but I find him a vastly I, interesting No, I, I, he's an interesting person. He's intriguing. Um but I, it, yeah, it, I, I feel like since the film tries to make him somewhat 
relatable or yeah. sympathetic towards the end. It it, it kind of loses some steam for me there. It, they try to turn him into the protagonist of the movie when the real protagonist is Greg Sestero. Sh- sh- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think it would be fun to see that when just because it's so like, um, I don't want to say anti Hollywood, but it's so. Just it's fringe. It's fringe yes, Hollywood. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's adapted screenplay, um, animated feature film, Coco. Coco. Yeah. yeah. What? Where did Boss Baby okay. come from? Right. Okay. This is the second time that, like, okay, like this reminds me of the Lego Movie. How that got snubbed for a nomination. Yeah. And, and then you're not going to nominate Lego Batman? Right? Lego Batman like, was a great movie. Yeah. And I haven't seen The Boss Baby because um, I don't want to. I, I have, don't want to. I have read a very <laughs> intricate description of the events in Boss Baby. And let me tell you, it sounds like just a complete mind fuck of a ridiculous movie. First of all, I'm very Like, what? Like, where did you find yourself where you're like, I'm going to spend so much time reading a very intricate... It was, it was on Honest Trailers. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. So Honest Trailers did a piece on it, and it got, okay. me, got me curious. Okay. And it's... Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like they just I, randomly pick animated movies I kind of feel like that's that's close to what it is, probably. Because, like, okay... Like I said, I haven't seen The Boss Baby. I don't want to revise my top ten list again, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, I did actually make the joke. I don't think I put it in the uh, – I said it in the episode. But um, uh, I tweeted I tweeted and said that like when I was compiling my top ten list, I was like, well, uh, it's it's going to be tough because I, I, I don't know if, I'm, I, if I should put um, Baby Driver in – my top ten because then I don't want to have two <laughs> two, baby. two baby movies. <laughs> and to be fair, Baby Driver did not have Alec Baldwin voicing a baby. <laughs> they, they did not. So, You're yeah. But by the end of the day, neither one of them made with the top ten. Right. So yeah. But yeah, and like the Lego Batman movie, I mean I I really I liked it more than the Lego movie. I did too. I I had a lot of fun with mm-hmm. it. And with an anime movie, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, you're looking for just oh a, yeah, just a fun, great, good time at the movies. And like in terms of like I don't know. See, and that's the thing. I don't know what criteria they use for animated film for best animated film. Right, like, nor nor I. But yeah. there's only there's never more than like three. Right, except for now there's five. But that's oh, five. is there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, uh, the Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. I'm I'm sure Ferdinand was pleasant. Mm-hmm. I just I I had no desire to see it. Yeah, I I me neither. Yeah, like John um, Cena is in it. That's cool. I like John Cena. Right, right. So, um, yeah, but just not enough to John Cena. That's it. See, you can't you see can't see me. <laughs> Uh, no, it's yeah. it's Coco. I don't think anyone's under any delusion that it's not going to. Oh, Coco. absolutely not. Coco. It, it was my number two film. Mm-hmm. I adored it. There's nothing yeah. like. If you didn't like Coco, I feel like you're just saying that you didn't just you're, be different. Yeah, you're being a contrarian, right? That that that's. There's something in that for almost everyone right. to like. That's I an think. amazing film. Yeah, even if you don't like it, I feel like you should be able to recognize. Right, its strengths. As like, a, unless as you're a just movie. one of those people that have to be outraged about everything. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I, death. That's not Christian 
<laughs> that's not the Christian heaven, something, something ridiculous right. like that. Like I could see some. This movie slanderizes guitar players. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My wife left me for a guitar player. <laughs> no, look, looking at it objectively, no one can tell me that that's a bad movie. Right. Yeah. So, it is. In the, I mean, it's Pixar at its strength. At, at absolutely. Its at its best. Yeah. And, um, with, uh, I, Kind of feel I don't know enough about Loving Vincent, but I feel like that might be kind of I don't know anything about Loving Vincent. I I feel like that I maybe this is just the impression I get from just like the Twitterverse and everything, but I kind of feel like that's more of like an artistic kind of uh, achievement. It's not like like animated oh, film, right? Think, sure. kids movies. So I kind of wonder if maybe that'll that'll you know sneak in. Um, but yeah, and, and I we'll, I have we'll no see. Idea like I, I I can't. Well, I mean, Coco may be one of my favorite animated films of all time now so uh, yeah so uh, we'll, uh, pending a rewatch i would i would i would agree with you there yeah it's stunning i kind of i feel like i should have had it higher than the disaster artist like i should have had the disaster artist lower Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna end up being an honorable mention yeah. god uh okay score and song i i mean i don't know enough about this yeah songs. I, remember yeah. me i think would would get it um, I, I I'll just pull for for remember me just because it was a great song yeah. and it was in Coco so oh yeah uh, score though like okay that's it's Dunkirk Phantom Thread The Shape of Water The Last Jedi and Three Billboards so I I I want I really yeah I really want Dunkirk to get that because I think I, that, I I feel like the score in Dunkirk really sets the tension mm-hmm. for the film and of of the movies that I've seen, I, I feel like that one had the most Im- like impact on me as yeah. far as the uh, viewing. So, mm-hmm. and but, like I said, the the way that it uses that that ticking clock right. thing is just like it's genius. It, it's, it really it's is genius. But for the sake of a, a shot competition, mm-hmm. I will say, yes. give me the nominees again: uh, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards. Shape of Water. Okay. Right. Okay. I'll get. I'll say Shape All of Water. Right. All right. Should we should we put down ground rules about what the shots are going to be? They have to be good shots. Like I'm not going to give like, you like a four horsemen or a oh, okay yeah thing like lemonade or <laughs> or or, um, <laughs> or maybe I'll make you have one of those giant Eiffel Tower frozen. Oh my signal. god, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> good times. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I w- for the record, I would prefer rum. That's fair. Yep. Uh, documentary feature. I haven't seen any of them. You said, yeah, you I, saw, I Icarus. saw Icarus. Icarus was great. So mm-hmm. I guess if it won, cool. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I will say this for, for the fact that Icarus actually has already had a relevant, yes. uh, um, uh, effect mm-hmm. on, on world events. Right. I feel like that should go a long way. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I'll say Icarus. Okay. And just and, say Icarus. Uh, we don't have to do a shot for every category. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. Icarus. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, faces places. <laughs> um. Change the world, you lazy asses. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. So now we're at the big ones. Okay. Um, cause I skipped over a couple of them, but that there, there are animated short. Ones. Go. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, director. You're going straight in director, huh? Yes. Okay. So, because all we have left really is director, the actings. acting. Yep. Yeah. So, and and best picture. So, director is Chris Nolan, Dunkirk, uh, Jordan Peele, Get Out, 
Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread, Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. First of all, are there any here that you feel were left out that you would have liked to see get a director nod? Yeah, Billy. Uh, oh yes, fuck. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't see how you leave him out of that. Me neither. That one. Um, Man. Ryan Johnson. No. Uh, <laughs> no. I, yeah. Be, yeah. Blade Runner again. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how you leave leave that one out of there. Yeah. I, I think that was just so amazing on all technical aspects mm-hmm. and performance aspects and editing that. I, I just. It, it it gets nominated for every like category you would think for director to be right. involved in. Um, so yeah, I think Blade Runner totally. got got shunned on that one. Yeah, and I absolutely. Don't know, I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I haven't seen The Phantom Thread, mm-hmm. obviously, and I haven't seen Lady Bird. Okay, I'm in the same boat. I've seen the same movies that you have on here. Okay, and also for the record, I think Nikolai Arcel was robbed. Because uh, the directing that he did yeah, in Dark Tower, right? Was, it was just he yeah. was so he really compacted that story into a very good ninety-five he, minutes. It's just sure, fun. he sure did. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Um. <laughs> anyway, what would your pick be? <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Guillermo del Toro on, on this one. Um, okay. I just I, I feel like he just made such a phenomenal film. Yeah, he, he, he just all around for me. I, I feel like it's it's beautifully shot, it's beautifully paced, the characters are just they're amazing characters. Yeah. And I, I he got amazing performances out of everybody. I, I mm-hmm. give I want Guillermo del Toro. Like I think he deserves it and I want him to have it. Yeah. Plus I mean, again, he he did all that with twenty million less than twenty million dollars. Yeah, that so in and of itself is, is a feat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think my pick would be Christopher Nolan, uh, just because and deserving as well. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I, I wouldn't be angry with Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I think it's, I think it's an achievement in and of itself that he was able to make a movie that's not three hours long. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Memento wasn't three hours long. That's true. That's true. Nor was the procedure. Um, Actually, I can't remember how long the procedure was. Uh, probably like two, two and change, probably. Fair. So, but yeah, but Dunkirk is very nice hour and 45 minutes. It is. And, it and I, it was, I, I think Dunkirk did not get as much praise yeah. this year as it, as it should have. Cause I, I really love that movie and I, yeah. I, maybe, maybe the, the way that it's, uh, the story plays out is a little too jarring for people. But yeah. I, and Again, that's where I was. Like, I, I loved it. I just, I just wish I could have followed it a little bit better. That's it. My wife was the same way. She, uh, she had another complaint with it too, but mm-hmm. the, uh, the timeline messed with her and yeah. she didn't care for that. It, so see, and I need to revisit it because I feel like, because I saw it in what, July. Right. And so it's just kind of been marinating there since then. And like, when I got it, it clicked mm-hmm. for me. Like, see, and, when I got it, I got it, and like it didn't click with me too much. It just more was like, I'm gonna have to see this twice, <laughs> and like <laughs> now it it clicked for huh. me, and I really appreciated it after after catching on. And see, the farther I get from it, the more I think like 
okay, like that's that's inventive. Like it it is basically going against every storytelling convention you have, especially in film. for a war film. It, absolutely, like war films are not shot like that. They oh, they are yeah. very linear, and rightfully right. so. Yeah. War is a complicated event, mm-hmm. and it's a real it's a story that needs to be told in a linear linear fashion. Right. Um, but just. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and the farther I get from it, the more I th- wonder. Like, I don't think this, but the more I wonder. Like, when I revisit it, am I going to view it as like Christopher Nolan being like indulgent or, or like self indulgent? Like he's he's doing it just because. Man, that's I would his hope that's not how I would feel about it afterwards. And, and, and I hope it's not for me too, because I bought it. But, um, <laughs> but no, it, it just I can't imagine because feels... it wasn't just the pay, like mm-hmm. the characters are great. Yeah. Uh, or the, I should say the performances mm-hmm. because, I, and I I feel like we've had this discussion off uh off mm-hmm. mic, the about the characters and kind of being you don't get names for these characters right. So we which, have had this conversation yeah. off mic and off tiny. Um. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> anyway, like, what? Um, so I could see that having being problematic for some people, but yeah. I, I ended up I ended up relating to that a lot more given the nature of war, okay. I guess. Yeah, and you know it's funny because like I don't think I had like necessarily a problem with it. Um, it was just it was something that I wasn't expecting. Sure, um, because like I said, it goes against you know, normal conventions of storytelling. Right. And like, and yeah, if any story, if any, if any story is suited to have like, I wouldn't say nameless or, 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 or like faceless characters or anything like that. But like, if any, any type of story is deserving of like a story like that, where you don't understand, like where the characters don't have like the specific, like, um, names (laughs) (laughs) names <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or traits or like they don't stand out or anything like okay saving private ryan is the story of of a hand like uh, but saving private guys. ryan is a, is a far more personal exact uh, story than dunk dunkirk's you know it, it's a story of uh, you know tens of thousands of people stranded on exactly so to single out a single person or mm. three single per- people i think is a disservice to the event to to wait exactly exactly to waste n- not even necessarily waste time but to to occupy time in the runtime to develop characters and and do these bad like right. oh this guy I, I has a girl like, back home thing right like and the s- silly tropes like what are you yeah. going to do after the war it, right you no know, like you you're being immersed into this very horrific yeah. war situation that seems ho- helpless, hopeless for mm-hmm. tens of thousands of people. And see, my my hope for rewatching it is that I will be immersed in it. My my concern is that I still just won't connect with the nonlinear thing because I kind of feel like that. Like you can have that type of um, that type of all encompassing sprawling story just about this event without focusing on characters and everything, and it would work and everything. But I just don't see the need to have it told in that fashion. The the what I appreciated about it was that it did a very good the way it's set up did a very good job of separating each individual section mm-hmm. of of the battle as far as the uh, the guy stuck on the beach, mm-hmm. the naval aspect of it, and the air battles of it. Okay. So to me, that it really helped focus on those specific points of views. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. And I just had like, <laughs> you do you did you ever go? And I'll probably cut this out. But did you ever go back and listen to the uh, Christopher Nolan retrospective 
We did like way in the early days of the podcast. No, uh, when okay. I like, I've never. You've like, never gone back in the right. backlog. Okay, yeah. so so the Christopher Nolan retrospective was me uh, being in being like indulgent in my own right. like thing. Uh, and this is back like those for those handful of episodes are so rough. Like <laughs> it's like watching season one of The Simpsons. It it is it, yeah. it is like. Like you can tell how unconfident I am about my opinions and everything. <laughs> and so the Christopher Nolan retrospective was a two part episode where we basically decided to, to go through Christopher Nolan's entire filmography beat by beat, talk about each movie individually. And then, uh, I went and I cut it. I edited it into a format where, where when you listen to it, you're listening to it in the same structure as Memento. So we recorded it in chronological order. Jesus. Then I basically cut each individual recording and put it like in reverse order. So you hear us talk about about The Dark Knight Rises after we've talked about Memento and, right. and everything. And so now I'm thinking like we should do another one <laughs> where, where we spend one hour talking about all of his movies. Do you really want to have more discussion on Interstellar? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just watch Dunkirk twice and <laughs> call it a night. But yeah, it would be uh yeah. So that so now that's now that now that is incepted into my into my mind. Is it incepted into yes. your mind? Um so yeah. Oh, that would be yeah, that would be this is this going to be interesting. Anyway, so anyway, yeah. So we're going to direct Anyway, yeah. yeah. My pick Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Um although I the Academy loves Paul Thomas Anderson. They do, don't they? So yeah. I, I could, I having no knowledge mm -hmm. of the movie The Phantom Thread, mm -hmm. I could easily see it winning just because. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that? Okay, so so Shape of Water, I could that is okay. Shape of Water, your official pick? Yes. Okay, I'll go with Dunkirk just for the shots. Um, but I, I think Shape of Water will get it. But if Paul Thomas Anderson gets it for Phantom Thread, would I can't keep a straight face? Would you would you then refer to Phantom Thread as maybe a Phantom Menace to that? Stop <laughs> to those nominees. Anyway, there's n next category. Okay, um, uh, I'm very proud of that. You shouldn't. Be. Um, actor in a supporting role. Um, okay, so we've got Willem Dafoe for the Florida Project, a movie I haven't seen yet. Haven't seen it. Yep. Uh, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards. Uh, uh, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, uh, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and uh, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Uh, there was one actor that I felt was really snubbed, but I can't place who I'm thinking of. Um, Matthew McConaughey for Dark Tower. Uh -huh, yeah. yeah. Hate. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so with Three Billboards... The the, the movie the, the movie didn't strike a chord with me, but the mm -hmm. one thing that I can say about it was no one gave anything but a stellar performance. Agreed. Everyone was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Sam Rockwell, I've been a huge fan of for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So, mere emotional aspect would love for me to see, love for him to win it. And didn't he win the Globe for it? He yes, okay. him and Francis McDormand. Okay, right. Um, Woody Harrelson also fantastic in, mm -hmm. in that role he he he's great Ma, i'm pulling for richard jenkins okay that's who i want i thought richard jenkins was beautiful in mm -hmm. in that role see 
okay. His his scenes with the the dine the dine in the, inside the diner. Mm-hmm. His his scenes with uh, the creature. I just he. I feel like he almost stole every scene he was in. For he me. he did. I do agree with you there. Um, I kind of feel like he. It, it's kind of tough because I feel like he I, maybe because he had such a kind of more subdued performance than the other yeah. than even the other nominees really. Um, I kind of feel like maybe that's why it's not really like uh, it's it's tough to say because I don't want to say that he's not deserving of the nomination because he absolutely is, but I kind of feel like the um um I kind of I kind of feel like the love around his role in this is. Like I, I thought he did a much. I, I thought he did an. Inc- I would say a, a better job in like when in his role in Bone Tomahawk. Like I've seen. I haven't him, seen Bone Tomahawk, oh, so I can't. I want to. Um. Well, uh, suffice it to say, I think that he, um, I think that he's done better work in his career, and if he were to win for this, I wouldn't be upset because I think that he definitely deserves. He deserves recognition right. in general because he is one of he is one of the like finest actors he he really is across the board um and so i'm like i'm hoping that he gets it for that but i think that he's done better work in uh his career i could see that and that's that's fair it's just i really loved his character in this in shape mm-hmm. of water so i'm pulling for him he's going to be yeah. my pick for this although if Sam Rockwell gets it, I'll be as equally as happy. And mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson gets it equally as happy. Like those three, I'm I'm great with. But yeah. my official pick is going to be Richard Jenkins. Okay, I'm going to go with Sam Rockwell. That's a safe pick. And yeah, and I okay. So slight tangent. Um, I respect the hell out of Ridley Scott for recasting so yes i i, I yeah. agree like mm-hmm. that in and of itself is a feat yeah with like three weeks before the release right. of it so and that's why i think the christopher Plummer nomination is interesting mm-hmm. um i haven't seen and all the money in the world and i really either. hate myself for not seeing it because i really yeah. wanted to see it so i i feel like christopher Plummer, having not seen his performance mm-hmm. should deserve some kind of recognition for coming in to a movie that's already made Mm -hmm. and acting like replacing somebody all entirely. Right. It's like, that's something that the Academy should consider Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So if Christopher Plummer won, I I would completely understand it as well. Even having not seen the movie, Mm -hmm. because that has got to be an incredibly difficult situation for him. Right. So that, and and yeah, and like uh, when you put it like that, yeah, absolutely. I I definitely see your point. I I agree, but a part of, part of me is just thinking like, is it a is it? And I can't really speak to it because I haven't seen the movie either. But is it worthy? Um, is the role itself, the performance itself, worthy enough of Oscar consideration, or is this merely a look at what look at what they did? Also, could be that. Yeah. Like the this was a feat in and of itself, mm-hmm. and because of the feat, he mm-hmm. deserves a nomination. And and is that act like? And it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's a tough mm-hmm. tough line. Because like my my kind of wish is that uh like I I loved Ray Romano's performance in The Big Sick. I absolutely adored his performance, and like I kind of wish that. 
I don't know if it would have been necessarily a Oscar worthy performance, but I would have loved to see him nominated. Sure. And so I kind of wonder if there's something, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just thought that he was, he was very compelling. And if, if the performance of Christopher Plummer and all the money in the world is like, if, if it's nomination, if his nomination is due to just the stuff behind the scenes and him coming in and, and stepping up and taking this role that's already been completed and everything like, is it, I don't want to say fair, but is it, does it make sense for, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. but then again, this is all based on us not seeing exactly. the performance. So for all we know, he, he knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we just don't know. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I there's two sides of that, that, mm-hmm. that I get, uh, one, like I said, I, I think the fact that he came in on a finished film and replaced mm-hmm. the entire character is an amazing feat. Right. Um, I do think it's funny that Mark Wahlberg technically got all the money in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Yeah. That that is a topic that deserves more conversation because, yeah. Poor Michelle Williams. I know. And man, uh, like that, that, that is one thing that, that it pisses me off. It It, does. Right. Jesus. It's unbelievable. It's like, I, like, I, I get, and really quickly, I, mm-hmm. I get that Mark Wahlberg is a, is a higher demand, higher paid actor in general than Michelle Williams. Right. But mm-hmm. you're bringing them both back to do exactly. the same goddamn thing and you give him that much money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, uh, and okay, if it, it should have replaced Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and if it was any, like, what what I'm about to say is not to say that oh if if it, if it was any other actress it would be fine like absolutely in, in no circumstances is it, is it fine right but Michelle Williams is one of my personal like favorite actresses she's an amazing actress she is so incredible yeah. and like the fact that there is even like such a large disparity right. in pay in this in this case is like it's it's unreal I like Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. nothing against Mark Wahlberg he's done films that I thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. He is not of the caliber of Michelle Williams. No, I a hundred percent agree. He's a good actor. Like yeah. he's done good roles. Like he was great in the fighter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was even an Oscar worthy performance. Right. But that does not make him Michelle Williams caliber. Yeah. Michelle Williams could play Mark Wahlberg better than Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. That's how talented Michelle Williams is. Um, so anyway, you anyway. picked Sam Rockwell for you. Sam Rockwell. Okay. And I got Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. All right. So actress in a supporting role. Um, okay. We've got Mary J. Blige in Mudbound. Haven't seen. Uh, Allison Janney in I, Tanya, Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. Lori Metcalf in Lady Bird. And Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. Um, so I haven't seen, uh, the only two I've seen is Allison Janney and Octavia Spencer. Although I'm very, I've heard very, very good things about Laurie Metcalf. Oh, um, yeah. In Lady Bird. So that's another reason why I'm really excited to I'm see. I'm curious it. about Mudbound because I don't know if Mary Jo Blige has ever done any acting. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. curious to see how well she does, and especially to get an Oscar nod. I'm, yeah. I'll, I want to see how, how well she does. Totally. So I'm curious to see that performance. Having said that, Allison Janney mm-hmm. is, Flat out amazing in I Tanya. Yeah, I, man, I agree. And even for even for shots, I don't know if I want to change my pick, but I I will. But Allison Janney, like that. This is gonna be one of our mutual ones. We don't have to yeah, have a shot yeah. over every category. But I also want to give some love to Octavia Spencer. Agreed. She was in a movie that I wasn't that I wasn't connecting with. 
her her performance is like what I honed in on, and like she is. Yeah, she, her character was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. And if it weren't for Allison Janney, she'd be my pick. Exactly. Um. Yep. So. Okay, if you want to officially pick Octavia Spencer, I can get behind that. We can have a shot okay. on that one too. Sure, but sure. But uh, but Allison Janney, she she just she is that role. Yeah. And have you seen like fate like pictures of? I haven't. Holy crap! She like really? well, first of all, everyone in that movie they did an amazing oh, job yeah. of. Oh yeah. Uh, getting getting the look down. <laughs> yeah. The the scenes in the credits with with the bodyguard. Did you watch the the videos? Uh, I didn't. I haven't watched those yet. Like that's legit. <laughs> he thinks he's some counter terror. Like he's talking that's... to, I, I think it was sixty minutes, and it's that is con- insane. That you just you can't believe this stuff is spewing from right. his mouth. But wow. Anyway, but Allison Janney, I, I I feel like she just she kills it in that role. And oh yeah, she's my pick. Uh, oh yeah. Like she she was half half the fun of that movie. Her character was. Oh, I agree completely. So yeah, she's she's my pick. And oh, yeah. has she has she won before? Oh, that's a good. Qu- I don't. Oh, I don't know. Uh, let me check. Actually. Like she's had she's had a lot of great performances. She really has. She's man, she's amazing. You know, I rewatched American Beauty the other day, and I never realized that she was in that movie because her character is just so in the background. In that she plays, uh, she plays the white or the the mother of. Uh, the the military guy's wife. Oh really? Uh huh. Wow. See, I haven't seen I I haven't seen um um, um Colonel Fitz's Colonel Fitz's <laughs> wife. Oh yeah, Colonel that's Fitz, coming back. U.S. Marine Corps. Oh, welcome to the neighborhood, sir. She's yeah. kind of uh, I don't want to say like abused. No, technically, well, but neglected. Like, she's very. She's, ne- yeah, she's, she's neglected. She like I I'm vaguely remembering like her um performance being like someone who just she like she has no say in anything right. like she's very, well, she's got like three lines in that entire movie right so that's, but yeah wow um yeah i don't think allison janey has won an oscar yet uh-huh. um but uh yeah she's she's amazing yep so um, so yes and then okay so we Oh, okay, Octavia Spencer, I got Okay, we got it. Unless you just want to both agree on uh, Allison Janney. Um, Is it worth a shot? It, uh, I'll, I'll go with Octavia Spencer. All right, all right. Just, and then here... If, in, if Octavia Spencer w- wins, I'll be happy as well. Okay, so. good, good. So, uh, actor in a leading role. Yes, okay, actor in a leading role. Uh, Timothy... Calumet for Call Me By Your Name. I, uh, I'm i really anxious to see that movie. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya uh, for Get Out. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Which that was, uh, That's a really <clears throat> random one. It really is. And I feel like that's the Academy saying like, oh, hey, Denzel Washington. Right. Like I, um, I wanted to see that movie, but it left the theaters super quick. It, it did. And I didn't even really want to see it. Even I though, did. I, I, I like the concept. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, like his character looks fun in, okay. the, in the movie. Yeah. And the trailer didn't really do anything for me except that it's – was it Tony Gilroy or – Oh, I have Is no that idea. his name? Dan Gilroy. One of the – no, I don't – that the guy who made Nightcrawler. Oh, okay. Uh, it, I think that's like his follow up to Nightcrawler, which it's just it, I don't. 
it's weird because like I loved loved Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, and on repeat visits, that's still that holds up. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I don't know if I've. I think I saw it on Blu-ray, uh, but I I don't think I've revisited it since like, um. Yeah. It was travesty that he did not get a nomination oh for Best Actor for that movie. I agree completely. I'm just double checking. It, Dan Gilroy. I'm All just right. double checking to make sure that it was him and that I'm not making a fool of myself. Okay, yeah, it was him. Uh, but yeah, and like, even though like I adore Nightcrawler, I I still like that trailer didn't do enough for me see, to I, see it. When it when it hits Redbox, I'm gonna watch it because I really I did okay. want to see it. So I like the I like the the idea of his character from the previews that I saw. So. Sure. That's fair. And, uh, let's see. I accidentally did something here. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, um, so that, this, oddly enough, this is my least, like, viewed category this year. You know, it's one of mine, actually, too, because I haven't seen really the only ones I've seen. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. The only one I haven't, I, I've seen is, is Get Out. Yeah. Me, too. Yeah. Okay, well, we don't, we're, we're not qualified. I will say this, it's going to Daniel Day Lewis. It, it is, and that's a shame because I really like, uh, 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 Daniel Kaluuya. Um, just, I, I think it would be awesome if he got it, but obviously it's Daniel Day Lewis. I feel, especially with him saying it's going to be his last Yeah, movie. especially because of that. Yeah. So, and I, I bet he does an amazing job. Totally, totally. So. Yeah. Whatever. Well deserved, Daniel. Right. <laughs> For this one, let's make Ray do a shot. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. He's like, I know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, he'll take it. Yeah. Uh, actress in a leading role: uh, Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water; Frances McDormand, uh, Three Billboards; uh, Margot Robbie, uh, I Tanya; uh, Sorsa Ronan. Yeah, I always yeah. butcher her name. Lady Bird and Meryl Streep, The Post. So, this one is stacked. It is stacked. Um, and I have my favorite for this. It, okay. She's not going to win, but she's my favorite for it. Is it Sally Hawkins? No. No? Is it Margot Francis? Robbie. Oh, okay. Yeah? I, yeah? Okay. I loved her. Okay. I, I loved her in this role. She I, was great. She was great. She was really great. Um. You yeah. just, I just have that feeling they're gonna give it to Meryl. I, it, yeah, it's she's a shoe in for it, honestly. and she did a great job. Yeah, she was, she, she, she really was, did. She did a great job. Oh, yeah, there's nothing taken away from that mm-hmm. movie. And like the great thing about it is like she she did a phenomenal job because she's Meryl Streep, right? But also, it's an ensemble too, so it's like right. she works like it, she she is up against yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks, Bradley Whitford. Mm-hmm. Is that Bradley Whitford? Yeah, Bradley yeah. Whitford. I mean. Uh, I'm, I almost called him by his name in the office. Uh, um, oh, I don't even remember his name. The guy who played Gabe Lewis in the office. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Um, what was his name? Anyway. The uh, commander of the USS Callister. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, th- that was an ensemble cast, and everyone did a great mm. job. Meryl Streep was amazing, but she's Absolutely. she's like Daniel Day-Lewis, though. You ex- mm. She's going to give an Oscar-winning performance. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm pulling for Margot Robbie on this one, mm. so she's going to be my pick. Uh, Hawkins did a great job, too, so mm. I would be okay uh, with that. It, it's got to be so difficult to give so much emotion in a character that you can't see the kids. Oh, speak. absolutely. And she nails it. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I feel I, like she'd be yeah. very deserving in that role uh, I agree. for that award. 
And I think Frances McDormand did a lot of a Fran- lot of good work. Frances McDormand. Yeah. She I I think also deserves the Oscar for that. Like any other year, every single one of these yeah. girls oh, or yeah. women would mm-hmm. very much deserve the Oscar for the their performances. Yeah. Frances Frances McDormand w- was amazing in that mm-hmm. movie. In like uh Sorcerer Ronan um Again, I haven't seen Lady Bird yet, but did you ever see Brooklyn from a couple years ago? No, I should have. I she really... was amazing in it. Was she? Oh, yeah. She was great. And, like, I can only – like, that's another reason why I'm really excited to see Lady Bird because she – like, I want to I track her career because she's a very yeah, talented actress. She is. Um, But, yeah, so are you saying – I'm Mel saying uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll go with Frances. Yeah. I honestly – I, I think this will be one of those years that Meryl doesn't get it, and it will go to Francis. Oh, really? I do think okay. Francis will win it, but I'm picking Margot Robbie just because I want her to win because I thought she okay. just did a phenomenal job. Okay. Uh, so now we come to Best Picture, and I'm going to uh, I don't I don't I'm already I'm already gagging at the thought of what I'm about to. I want to I want to go back real quick. Okay. Yes. Um, to Best Actor. Okay. And when I saw it. I I've said that uh um Daniel Kaluuya? No. No. For disaster artist. Best. Oh, oh, James Franco. James, James Franco. Yeah. I I figured him to be a shoe-in for for a nomination here, if not the winner. I'm really sub- Yeah, that's right. So, huh. I I feel like that's one of the snubs, but mm-hmm. I know nothing about this this aspect of uh, the situation, but apparently there's been some sexual misconduct allegations against there him. Has my understanding, and I don't know anything about it. My understanding, and and take this with a grain of salt, because this is a, a rough uh, memory of a couple of like articles I read in passing. But my understanding is that he coached some women, like 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 an acting, acting coach? coach, yeah, and um. I don't know. I, I think, I think that he, uh, the 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 story goes that he coerced them into or used his position as 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 coach as a coach to kind of get them to to uh, engage in sexual activity with him. And then there was also some reports of him uh, filming a short, like a, some short film that he basically, for no reason, uh, required like actresses to be fully nude and him to be fully nude with them in a scene that had like he had no, there was no reason for it except that he wanted to be naked with women. Um, interesting, which follows my, um, idea of how, of, of what James Franco may be like in real life. Cause he's, (laughs) he's very, he's very peculiar. He is a peculiar individual. Um, so I, there was some speculation on some news uh, outlets saying that that might have been the reason for him mm-hmm. not getting a nomination. And the Hollywood for- Foreign Press just doesn't care because they gave him the, <laughs> the uh, Golden Globe. Oh, did they give him the Golden Globe? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he won, the, he won for Best Actor, and then he brought up Tommy Wiseau and uh, – Greg Sestero on stage with him. Oh, and yeah, and I guess, and I guess I haven't seen it, but the way it's described is that Tommy Wiseau tried to get the mic to talk, and then like, <laughs> like James Franco, like, 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 not forcefully, but like, right. like physically, like removed his hand from the microphone. I'm gonna have to YouTube that. Me too. So, uh, okay, the, with the sexual 
uh, assault or misconduct mm-hmm. allegations, if that weren't a factor, mm-hmm. I would say he got hugely snubbed be- and may yeah. have deserved an Oscar win for this. Yeah. I, uh, in my opinion. I would agree. I don't more. know enough about the sexual allegations mm-hmm. to speak intelligently about it, so I will not put my two cents as to whether or not they should affect mm-hmm. his nomination. I know that there was a, a big to-do last year over Casey Affleck's nomination oh, due yeah. to his sexual misconduct allegations. He one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, deservedly so right. a- acting-wise. Yes, exactly. Uh, I know a little bit more about the allegations about, uh, against Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how valid they may or may not be. And I'm curious about the timing, too, because I, I kind of wonder if maybe it may be a mo- moot point if that uh, when the allegations came out versus when the, the ballots were cast for, for the nominations. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like Maybe I'm not as in the loop as as um, I would like to be, but I, it kind of feels like the allegations came out like within like a week of of the nominations. Yeah, yeah. I f- I f- but I may be misremembering. Yeah, I, I feel like that seems about right too. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I just I I know a little bit more about Casey Affleck's allegations mm-hmm. than I do about James Franco's. Um, but allegations aside, and I'm not trying to say they're not valid or right. should be heard. I'm just saying, take that aspect out of it. I would mm-hmm. say that he got snubbed on, yeah. on the nomination out of, out of pure performance. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so too. Cause it, I kind I came out of disaster. artist thinking like, yeah, he disappeared in that role. Absolutely. He was, so uh, like yeah. my first thought was that's Oscar right, right. there. So, yep. Uh, okay. Yep. Anyway, so. anyway, uh, so best picture. Now I'm going to pitch this to you. We're doing shot for shot. Best picture, whoever doesn't get it, um, or if we both don't, we, we, Eiffel Tower drink. Does it have to be an Eiffel Tower drink? Something, Be, uh, something co- a comparable yeah. because. For, for context, listeners, okay. last time, was it the last time we went to it Vegas? It was the last time you went to That Vegas. I went to, well, yeah. The last time I went to Vegas with Fekus and, and a, a big group of guys, um, I bought an Eiffel Tower uh, slushy drink with tequila in it. Full of tequila. Full, well, not necessarily full. Well, yeah, full of tequila. But the genius that made it uh, put the tequila in in the the uh, plastic Eiffel Tower uh, thing, monstrous Eiffel Tower thing. Yeah. Filled it like a considerable amount, and then just put the slushy stuff in it. So. Second, I put the straw in, took a sip. It's just straight tequila, and I almost died. Um, <laughs> no, it was actually tragic because we were going back to the hotel to go to the pool, and I couldn't take it with me to the pool. So right, so you had to drink it. I drank as much as I could, almost threw up in the hotel lobby or in the in the elevator lobby of the hotel, and then and then. So uh, so anyway, so I like anyway. I like this idea. Okay, but specialty drink. Specialty yeah. slushy drink. Specialty slushy drink. Okay, because there's like a Fat Tuesdays oh, super yeah. close. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. So the, oh, I just I just had like a memory of like the those big uh, uh-huh. Fat Tuesdays things. Right. I loved those. No, those are fantastic. Oh yeah. So that that'll be the that'll be the best thing. Absolutely. Fat Tuesdays. Okay. So I, I think there's a Fat Tuesdays in our hotel. Nice. Very nice. All right. So best picture nominees. Best picture nominees. <laughs> uh, call me by your name. Darkest hour. Dunkirk. Get Out, Lady Bird, 
Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So for starters, which ones have you not seen? I think I can piece together which ones you haven't seen. I have not seen The Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, um, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Call me by your Call name. Call me by your name. Yeah. And one more I didn't see. And the post? You saw no, the post. I saw the post. Um, get out, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour. Well, you said Darkest Hour. Maybe it's just those. Yeah, maybe, those, maybe it's just Because those. those are the same that I haven't yeah, seen. I okay. haven't seen Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, Darkest Hour, Call Me By Your Name. Now, before we get to our picks and everything and, and our thoughts on it, which of those four movies that you haven't seen are you most excited to see? Like, is, you may have already covered this essentially, but which of the four are you more excited to see? Like, it's going to be a priority. You can only see one of those movies before the Oscars. Name them again. Phantom Phantom uh, Thread. Call me by your name. Call me by your Darkest name. Hour, Darkest Phantom Thread and Lady Bird. Darkest Hour. Okay. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, you know. Um, j- just because and Darkest Hour wins on that just because one, I'm a Gary Oldman fan and I really want to see him in that role. And two, it's a World War II uh, uh, timeline film which mm-hmm. got has me interested already. So yeah, it, thing here's the thing about Phantom Thread. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a fantastic film, mm-hmm. but there's no interest of, for me to see it. Like, there's nothing about yeah. the plot or anything that, that speaks to me. You know, and it's funny because, like, the trailer doesn't I'm, – I'm the same way. Like, it doesn't – I mean, I'll still see it eventually, I'm sure, but it doesn't – it's not a priority for me. And also, it doesn't feel like – you think, like, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis is going to have one more movie. It's like – this is the movie. Yeah, the, like, and, and like I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. and it, but no, nothing about it really speaks to me right. that I that would interest me. So in that respect, I am disappointed that this is Daniel Day Lewis's final film. But that's not allegedly. to say allegedly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, Steven Soderbergh said his last film was <laughs> right. so. But there might be something in this role that spoke to him. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Um, it doesn't, yeah. inter- it doesn't interest me, but that doesn't mean obviously it interests people. And I'm sure mm-hmm. the performances are amazing. I'm sure it's a great movie. I don't see myself going out of my way to see it. Sure. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, oh, I had, I had a good one. I had a no. really good one. Um, <laughs> sure it was. Oh man. I can't, did I seriously just lose it? Um, Mm, man, I, you know, it's going to be funny because when I edit this, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> you're going to remember it. Um, you're, you'll add it to the next episode. Yeah, I will. You said, um, uh, Daniel Day doesn't strike you as a, I don't know. Uh, man, it was, it was going to be so good. Just put some thought into it. Yeah. Damn it. Anyway. Um, so yeah, but, but briefly, what did you think of the post, by the way? <sighs> okay. So. Post is one of those movies where you know it's going to be good. It was good. Everyone puts in an astounding performance into it, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. But five years from now, I'm going to find it forgettable. You know, I I would actually agree with you. I would actually agree with you if the movie didn't leave such a an impact on me for the parallels it made to our current political that's climate. that's was its strongest point mm-hmm. was the fact that it was very much uh 
a parallel of what's going on right now right. with our with our current presidency. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump's not going to be president forever. Right. And the political climate <laughs> the political climate will not remain mm-hmm. in in the state that it is now. That's true. And That's so true. when it is no longer in the adversarial state that it is now, mm-hmm. it's going to be a less relevant film, and therefore, in my opinion, it'll be less impactful. Okay. Not to say I, it's a great film. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It's just it, it to me, it's going to be just kind of lost in time for me. Okay. Um. See. Yeah, I I can definitely see that, and I can understand. And I agree with you there too. But I feel like part of it is also, and it's kind of tragic to say this, but like. It's a time capsule, like all, like any newspaper movie at this point. Sure, is a time capsule. Like you guys, that's you, dying. You made a comparison between that and Spotlight mm-hmm. in your review show, and that's a very fair comparison. The difference with Spotlight mm-hmm. for me, though, is that I have a very personal relationship with the yeah. Catholic Church. And see, I I don't have that personal relationship with it, but I just feel like I Spotlight, um, um, without question, was just a much bigger thing much bigger movie much bigger subject matter right like but but yeah you know like the post everyone in spotlight does an amazing mm-hmm. job it does a great job of telling you the story mm-hmm. and it immerses you into the uh the the theme or mm-hmm. the pro- the societal problem that it's fighting right um it's just i i, I feel like in the long run um the post just won't be as impactful to me yeah, as uh, I could. Yeah. And I, I could see like revisiting it and thinking like, okay, well maybe it's there. Cause I, I recently within the last week rewatched spotlight and man, that movie. Yeah. I, I revisited incredible. about a month and a half ago mm-hmm. and it just, it hits all the same notes. Absolutely. And with, with the post, I kind of feel like when I revisit that, it's going to be, it's going to lose its luster. Cause I was, I was so floored by it because of the parallels that I feel like when I revisit it, it's going to be like, is it, are the parallels to our current day and, and the Trump administration, is that at the detriment of the story that it's telling of the Pentagon papers? Like, am I not going to have as much of a, like, am I not going to have as much, is it, is the story it's telling not going to have the impact that, it should have because of the parallels detracting from that story. Now, it, like politics is cyclical, so mm-hmm. there, there's going to be a, a post-Trump era. Mm-hmm. I mean, just fact. Whether or not you Which, agree with Trump or disagree with Trump, there's going to be a post-Trump era. Right. Um, but that political climate will return. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's going to. Mm-hmm. It's just how politics works, and it's how the world works, and society works. It's like so the, the Jedi and the Sith. And the, yeah. <laughs> so the, there will be another time when the post is going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, in that same vein, it's it may be looked at just like uh, oh the 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 movie that it. Jumps into at the end. Oh, all the presidents. All the presidents, man. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it might be looked at in 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 that kind of form yeah. in the next generation <laughs> of right. this adversarial mm-hmm. climate. So I still think I, I really enjoyed our. We had a we had a conversation <laughs> via text about the journal the journalistic uh, universe. cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and I think that to your point about it not being uh, like it not being relevant a few years from now. Like, I think that it comes down to, I think the relevance that it's going to have like five years in the future is going to be 
one of two things. Either one, it's going to be, oh, look at newspapers and how they used to be a thing. Or, yeah. wow, this is really uh, uh, this is really keyed into Supreme Leader, Supreme Leader Trump. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> well, by then it'll be outlawed. So. Right. It'll be on the blacklist like in V for Vendetta. Right, right. Oh, God. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, what's your pick anything surprising i love that get out was nominated i love that get out um, was nominated but it's not gonna win oh no no definitely so not. um i think three billboards is gonna win really yeah um it, it's got so much buzz and i mm-hmm. th- to just go just for a small tangent some mm-hmm. of the things that i ha- had yeah i took issues with Breaking in here, just want to let you know, we just had a, a discussion about Three Billboards, um, uh, the movie, not actual Three Billboards. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to put that at the end of the episode because it got a little bit into spoilers. So um, listen after the pre-recorded outro and you'll hear our discussion, somewhat spoilery, of Three Billboards. Um, but because of the strong performances and because it's it's hitting so many top ten List. I think that that's winning. Yeah. My, so that, that's going to be my pick. I could see that. That I'll say this. That's my official pick. Okay. Given the movies that were nominated, Dunkirk would be what I want to win. Okay. And Blade Runner got snubbed. He did. Yeah. Um. Man, I'll you know. For the Fat Tuesdays drink, I will go with. Ooh, you know. I'll I'll say. Mm, no, I don't think Dunkirk's going to get it. I don't either. Yeah, Dunkirk and Get Out, I don't think are going to get it. I haven't seen Lady Bird or Phantom Thread, but I don't. I see those being more um, performances-driven right. ones. Performance-driven ones. Same with Darkest Hour, even. Um, you know, <laughs> this is going to be a completely blind pick because I haven't seen it, but I've heard so much good, th- so so many good things about it. I'm going to say Call Me By Your Name. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So we will see. So there it is. Yep. All and right. that is our breakdown of the Oscar nominees. Um, any parting thoughts? Um, I don't give a lot of credence to the Oscars. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do give like two hours and 15 minutes worth. But, but yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's, you know, it's it's just. Uh, it's fun to speculate. Yeah. But, it is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the movie nerd Super Bowl. Sure. So, yeah. Um, having said that, go Patriots. No. No. It's Bad not, Matt. Okay, sorry. Go Eagles. Sorry. Okay, go Eagles. Okay. Yeah. May they soar to the end zone with their balls and the foots. We're going to Hooters to watch a game if you want to come. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. Because, uh. Well, okay. Because, like, I have, like, a tradition. I haven't tracked which ones, uh, like, if I've done it every single year since I started. But I have a tradition, like, Super Bowl Sunday, I go see a movie in the theater. That's fair. Because, no. It's not your thing. Yeah. Well, because, like, no one's in the theater because everyone's right, watching the Super Bowl. And I'm antisocial, and I I don't like being you, around people. You're not a sports guy. That's no, fine. you know, you know, got, you know, I I got nothing. That's yep. fine. Anyway, uh, so maybe uh, we'll see. But yeah, when is that? Like two weeks? It is a week from Sunday. A week from Sunday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Anyway, um, <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, next time on the podcast, we're going to be doing. Uh, uh, Amazon Prime thing with me and Tiny, and then uh, we're also going to be recording a Black Mirror review. 
of season four. Fekus, if you want to, if you can finagle it, you're Depends. welcome to join us. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do it because I actually committed me and Tiny to doing the, uh, we did the Amazon Prime, like we, we just picked Amazon right, Prime. Right, yeah, like movies. Netflix picks. Yep, yep. And we call it Prime Selection. I know, so, I heard. Yeah, I know. I was so proud of that. No, you should be. That's good. I know, That's right? good. Yeah. And I'm trying so hard to think of one for Hulu and I just can't. Um, I peaked with Prime Selection. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But, um, so we're doing that. And then also the Black Mirror, which I think would be a bonus episode, but it could be doubled up. I don't know. It depends on how much we talk about it. And then also we have a Tower Junkies episode that we need to record next week. So stacked, man. I know, stacked. right? And then, of course, my ER podcast. Too. Did you, oh, did you see my tweet? I don't. I'm done. I don't get on Twitter. Okay. Are so, you really? No. 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 Okay. I'm gonna have to cut this out because I just talked about it in the last episode with Tiny. But um, I'll just I'll just tell you off air. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Obsessive View presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com. And you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can also buy other great Tee Public designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlight from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at obsessiveviewer, at obsessivetiny, and at I am Mike White. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. And, and this might be cop nitpicking, but mm-hmm. so you have the care, 
the wire Lester coming in mm-hmm. as the new chief. Yeah. And so while the shot itself of Sam Rockwell going over and mm-hmm. just fucking brutalizing mm-hmm. that, uh, the newspaper kid, mm-hmm. um, that all occurs right in front of your new chief. Yeah. And the new chief is just kind of like, okay. Hmm. You don't arrest him. Like you, you come in and you're, <laughs> you're going to clean up, clean up yeah. the department and you just watched your officer throw a man out of a mm-hmm. goddamn window. And then the officer later asks about his job. <laughs> yeah. That part was funny. No, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Like, that you was, uh, this, this, that was just ridiculous. Artistically, that sequence was my, artistically, the that, that was beautiful. Yeah. That, that was a fantastically shot sequence. But yeah, it definitely stretches. It's, uh, not to, not to make the comparison to the, uh, fine folks who criticized The Last Jedi and the hold them <laughs> maneuver, but it's definitely a plot hole. Right. Um, it's not a plot hole, just they didn't, uh, he didn't react the way that you expected him to react. That's, that's film. That's, that's storytelling. I, <laughs> but I agree. Yeah. Obviously, maybe it's, and I feel like there should have been something more there. Like if they, if he wasn't going to have a scene where he was arrested or, or the, the fallout of that, I feel like there should have been something more, maybe something more to the uh, character. Yeah. I, I don't know. He, here, another thing is this. Like I've, I've loved every single, portrayal in that movie mm-hmm. and we talked about this when you first asked me about it is that i had a i had a different mindset going into it mm-hmm. because i i was thinking more than long lines of seven uh, psychopaths and and right. rouge so i was i was thinking this was going to be more because those two films aren't lighthearted, but i there was some right. light heart aspect to serious topics mm-hmm. and i was kind of expecting that kind of same with uh three billboards right and ended up being a lot more uh, serious in tone than I was mm-hmm. expecting. So that may have had an impact on how I viewed it. So second view, I'm going to watch it again mm-hmm. to kind of see how it ages, knowing more about the tone. Sure. So I, I could see my opinion on the movie changing. But just mm-hmm. from the outset, it, I walked out of it thinking, well, that was a good movie, but. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's my my kind of I wouldn't even necessarily say qualms, but the thing that kept me from loving it was and we won't get into any deeper spoilers than we already have, but the ending like that last like the last thing just left it felt yeah. like the movie was left hanging. It too really much. did. Yeah. yeah. Like I respect those types of endings and I love those types of endings when they're executed properly, but I feel like there wasn't enough character to leave me like there wasn't enough character I don't want to say character development, but like the way the movie ends, it ends on a note that you kind of it ne- it kind of needs to be like the characters need to have gone through something, and they they did go through something, but I feel like there wasn't enough communicated about the change of the characters yeah. to necessitate that type of ending. Yeah, I agree with um, that. Yeah. I will say this: I did love the line, the last line. Well, who the fuck else would it have been? Oh yeah, that was good. Yep, so. that's true. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, but also there has been some, I don't want to say outcry, but there has been some criticism of the way that the film depicts African-American characters. Really? Um, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. There's only two African-American characters. Three. 
Lester. Lester. The uh, guy the painter, that put up the uh, billboards. And her friend, coworker, lady. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah the girl that so, gets hooked up on the uh, marijuana charges. Yeah, and I think that that's where it stems from, is that <laughs> that is... Um, we're getting kind of into spoilers, but basically the police go after Frances McDormand by targeting her her friend, her right. colleague, whatever. And it's just like no one gives a shit about that <laughs> at all. And then suddenly it's like, oh, hey, I'm out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I don't know how that, that that'd be a – I don't know how that's against the uh, black character's portrayal. Yeah. Uh, and, more and so I that uh, I guess the – I don't know. I feel like that's that's a stretch. Yeah, and and again, I'm not really maybe as uh, <laughs> literally ill informed of me to bring it up because I don't know the full extent of the criticisms and everything. But I mean, you could also kind of lump in the the uh, the scene with with Sam Rockwell throwing the guy out of the window, like you know. No, I think that's know, just. I, I think that's, that's just poor. Poor logic in the writing, and more see, so than anything. And that's why I don't I think that of, I don't think that's a testament to Lester's character because I, I call him Lester because that's how that's what I know him from. Yeah. Um, Personally, I think it's bullshit that he didn't do like he didn't paint any figurines or anything like that. Yeah, he didn't make yeah. any little wooden benches no. or dollhouse stuff. It was no. crazy. Didn't marry a stripper. Nope. No. Nope. Well, we don't know. Uh, we don't it's know. true. It's, we don't know. <laughs> uh, but it that that nitpicking aside from me about that particular scene mm-hmm. I, I thought he was a very strong character yeah i, I liked his character I, I thought he was a no nonsense no bullshit mm-hmm. like stupid hillbilly yeah yeah so i, I don't freeman right, right. <laughs> i yeah. here's a, a a complaint and i'll, I'll wrap this up because we are going off on a tangent yes um so woody harrelson's character who you assume is a great guy mm-hmm. as is portray as is viewed by the entire town. Even Francis McNorman admits, you know, mm-hmm. he he's a great guy. He seems to be a great police chief, right? And then you have Sam Rockwell's character, that's this horribly racist mm-hmm. uh, officer, whom had an incident of supposed torture of a black mm-hmm. uh, prisoner that we we don't really dwell, delve into. Which mm-hmm. that's why I don't have a problem with that. Right. The issue I have though is that. You have Woody Harrelson's character, a very respected man, sit here and try to tell the audience and tell Francis McDormand that, hey, he's actually a really great yeah. guy. I'm like, is he though? Like, right. show me what occurred in this mm-hmm. man's past that makes you believe that he is a great guy. Like, he yeah. tries to do some redeeming mm-hmm. towards the end of it, but that doesn't make up it, for. Yeah, I, I agree with you there because it wasn't enough. Like, there there are scenes with with Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell that they like. You can tell that they're you can, close. You should. You can see that Sam Rockwell's character has a great respect for yeah, Woody Harrelson's and they character. Have kind of a mentor mentee yeah. kind of. But that doesn't make him a good guy. It doesn't. Like, yeah, there is nothing. There, you, there's still like you see him throw yeah. a innocent man out of a second story window and beat him mercilessly. Right. That there is nothing about that yeah. that makes it. So you have to show me something where this. What I'm, what am I missing? Like right. that makes this guy such yeah. a good guy. Not only that, but like he, he not only throws him out of the window, but he, like the the assistant, he just punches her. Or yeah, yeah, I forgot about he, that. Did, does he punch her in the face, or does he pistol whip her in the face? I, it, either one is completely <laughs> yeah. unacceptable. Like it's enough to literally knock her on the ground. Right. It's like it's just brutal. Um, 
Yeah. So that 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 was another issue I had with mm-hmm. it, but but all the characters were fantastic. Yeah. Like all the yeah. acting was was great. Right. And I love seeing um oh hang on one second uh, Peter Dinklage in anything other than Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. Not that, not to say I don't like seeing him in Game of Thrones because he's that's his career performance and everything. But just right. seeing him outside of Westeros is is, yeah. is always and, a delight. And Peter Dinklage is great. So oh, he, and he did a good job in his his role there too. And I thought oh, his yeah. his scene in the in, in the, the restaurant, restaurant was was great. Um, but because of the strong performances and because it's it's hitting so many oh, top for listening, and we'll see you next time. That, Kitty.